Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Min Max Show podcast, a place about games, friends, getting better. My name is Ben Hansen. Thank you all for being here. Very special episode today. I'm joined by Leo Vader. Hello. Joined by Sarah Podzorski. Hello. Joined by Jenna Garcia. Hello. My voice is not back yet. It's good. It sounds like you're seasoned That's by the nice world. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> I think it sounds great. Uh, this is a fun special episode because we're unpacking uh, Summer Game Fest. And I hear you at home. You might be saying, what's wrong with you? You've been unpacking Summer Game Fest for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but not really because we weren't there. We were just like looking at our phones and our monitors and just trying to imagine what it smelled like, what it felt like to shake Jeff Keighley's sweaty palms. You know, Leo? if you thought you were hearing what, it, what Summer Game Fest was like, you have been lied to. <laughs> That's right. This is the only place to learn it. So we're going to unpack everything from these three folks' big trip out there, all the games they played. And then, of course, we have some community questions in the back half of this episode. And here's the thing. Because we like you all who are watching and listening, um, there are timestamps for every episode of the Max Show podcast. So if you're like, why are they talking about this event that I didn't get to go to? I think this is bad. Um, you can jump right to our previews and actually our thoughts on specific games if you want to do that. There are timestamps below for you. All right. Fun live episode. Hey, it's the three of you. You're back home. We are. I, it's so weird seeing like Janet and Leo on my computer screen and yeah. not in person. I'm like, free my friends. <laughs> After <laughs> seeing them for six days in a row, I'm like, why are they in my screen? I feel I like um, if you guys are familiar with those, uh, maybe it's not that popular of a thing, but sometimes like religious schools, like elementary or high schools will have like these like sleepaway camp moments where they're supposed to like make you cry by telling you how much your parents love you. And it's like this big religious awakening what? thing. And a lot of people <laughs> cry during it. Like shout out to Krista Ray High School in Chicago, Illinois, because a lot of people cry at that school. I felt like Baby. while it wasn't tr intentionally tra trauma inducing, I felt like me, Leo and Sarah all went through like that kind of shared bonding experience mm. of like I'm eight layers deep with these people who like previously, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I hung out with y'all during the trek to Shrek, but this was like on another stratosphere. Because mm -hmm. it was more like work focused, I'd imagine. Like just hanging out and, and just wandering so around looking much. at a waterfall in Minnesota. But when it's like, hey, yeah. who has this appointment scheduling this and this and this, it feels like you're a little more in the, I don't want to say trenches because it has a, you know, World War One vibe mm -hmm. where millions of people <laughs> died, but more like a, a small ditch, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we fell into a die. pit yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sarah, what'd you learn about um, Janet and Leo? They're, the they're not wildest listening. thing that I learned about Leo is that the man uses so much ketchup. <laughs> I have never seen someone use so much ketchup. And I also learned that like menus sometimes overwhelm Leo. He takes a little bit to get through a menu. Right, right. Um, and like that's things that I would never learn about Leo through the computer screen. <laughs> Hey, even in the vlog, it'll be edited from when I pick up the menu to when I place the <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, we should mention that uh, they, I mean, I guess I haven't really talked too much about it. In theory, you all recorded a ton of stuff for a whole travelogue about your trip to Summer Game Fest. Ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. In theory, yeah. In theory. And whatever thoughts we share here or on Party Chat on Monday, it's going to pale in comparison to the thoughts we were sharing live as it was going. And plus, Sarah and I did basically a full wrap-up podcast at the hotel at the end of the nice. week. Really? Oh, that's yeah, so with sweet. our margaritas. So oh my god, that, that sounds so good. Uh, so, uh, the basic idea is Leo's going to be editing that. In addition to, we're also going to have a travelogue about their trip to Super Nintendo World. Thanks everybody for supporting, for supporting us on Patreon. For all this existing in the first place, but then also to the 
hit that Patreon goal so you guys got to go to Super Nintendo World. So those travelogues are going to be coming up in the near future on VinMax's YouTube channel if you want to see what it's actually like. Let us take you on a tour since it's all because of your support anyway. Uh, But the wrinkle is um, there's also the extended cut where it's just pretty much, here's all the footage we took. If you want to live as much of this experience as possible, we're putting it in a timeline, blah, and that's available for all $10 supporters. And Leo, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but do you have a time frame for when that might be available for folks? Next week, I can say confidently, and that'll okay. be before the edited version because it'll be a lot easier to make. Yeah. So that'll be, yeah, it just yeah. works out that way. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to you and it's like, oh yeah, hopefully it doesn't feel like nickel and diming people, but it's genuinely like, it's going to take a while to edit Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage, but like for the full sequence, yeah, we can give that to you early. So if you want to support Midmax the ten dollar tier and live the last week with these three, yeah, um, that sounds good. Is there a tease of kind of the highlight of the travelogue? You think not the event? Maybe we'll uh, get to that. Instagram.com but... slash Midmax show <laughs> with two ends. Okay, yeah, so... there's a tease. It's on our page. <laughs> it's a mini travelogue essentially, but from my point of view. So obviously mm. I don't get like, though Sarah tossed a couple of stories in there too. I kind of wish maybe we yeah. did more of that. There's a lot of things I think we wish we maybe did more of or did slightly different, but overall, like I think we absolutely killed it with the amount of content that we made. Like yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. And Leo, thank you for editing this because I feel really bad because the whole time I'm like, rip to whoever's editing this. And I didn't <laughs> think that'd be you. I thought it'd be some other schmuck. So thank you. Thank you. For thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the schmuck is unavailable, unfortunately. But it, it makes some sense to like, I'll remember a little bit of, of where the highlights the, were. Yeah. The only good thing is I'm like, yeah, it's like you kind of have the bigger perspective because you were there. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, you like lived it and now you relive it. Please lower all my audio levels, please. Thank you, Leo. <laughs> Thank you. you, uh, you. Highlight, I I highlight for to... me has got to be uh, having food poisoning in the middle of the Prince of oh, Persia. Oh, yeah. Demo. God. <laughs> Wait, really? Mm-hmm. I think You'll have to watch the travelogue to see yes. how that panned and out. And it gets yeah, graphic, everybody. So, Leo, I mean, the unedited version is extremely unrated as well. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been rated R. It has. We sent oh. it first. Oh, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Um, Sarah, it, again, it feels weird. Believe it or not, it was like, I, I had so many emotions over the last week. It is such a weird thing, and I want to unpack it all. But it's so weird just to be like, oh, the three are doing stuff. That's so cool. I'm so curious what they're doing. But at the same time, like, I want to check in, but I have nothing to check in about. It's like, just make the travelogue. That's our main thing. Okay, you bye. You watched our Instagram story. Yeah. I did. We saw I did. you creeping in them. He was Insta-stalking us. I was, bit. a little bit. Could see you in the views. His yeah. own account. To honor, yeah. I, watched, I didn't watch all of them, if I'm being honest. They all seem great. How I, dare I, you? Well, there's always time. There's still time to go back and rewatch them. Yeah, I guess so. But, Sarah, did you have fun at Summer Game Fest? What was your take? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun at Summer Game Fest. Like, I genuinely probably... I mean, I don't want to say too much fun because it was also very tiring and exhausted. Yeah. But like I had more fun this year than I did last year because I had like a squad this year. Mm. And we joked about it, but just like going all the way to L.A. just to hang out with people we live in the same state as. Right. It, we're like, this seems a little silly, but like I wouldn't want to hang out with anybody else. <laughs> They're all weird and confusing. But like you hung out with Anna Diaz a lot. She was there for yeah. Polygon. Oh, yeah. We like we hook, we like adopted Anna. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Travel yeah. log. Yeah. She was there for a lot of it. Oh, there were that's four so people sweet. there at MinMax. And then the other person also changed. So we just always had a fourth person. That's fun. Mm-hmm. What a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, but hats off to you, Sarah. Uh, I was going to talk to you about it before we went live. But I mean, you launched like the big trailer for yeah. Fields of Mystria, the game that you're working on social media wise. Like yeah. during this, is that, yeah. was it as stressful as it seemed or did you kind of yes. set it and kind of forget it? Absolutely. Or it was? I, okay. I was like, I would never do it again. The entire, I literally had to go out to the giant bomb couch 
and like you know party at the fandom like people were doing shots and i was like i'm sorry i really can't do shots i have to like watch a trailer at 8 a.m tomorrow um sorry everybody i have to be like the smallest semblance of responsible and then yeah go back to the hotel wake up at seven like you get your coffee you check to make sure everything's in line i saw someone on social media describe like launching anything in games on social media is like trying to fly a helicopter because uh-huh. like quite literally i had like a hit list of like once the trailer drops all of this has to go out in this exact order or we will be screwed like press so releases was- or what does that mean well, it's like, you know, you got to put the YouTube video live. You got to make mm. sure the links and the bios are correct. You got to send the tweet out. You got to make sure the tweet's pinned. Like, you got to make sure, like, your press kit's up, like, all up to date. Yeah, because people will yeah, just yeah. take all of it and just throw it on their website. But they'll just be like, I don't know, this is what they had for free. So, it was, I would never do it again, but definitely a career highlight for me. Yeah. Was getting to be that one more thing in a wholesome direct. Which, by the way, we didn't know about. Really? I was literally sitting there with the That's team so on Discord, and we were like, weird, like, where's our trailer? Uh, and then they were, like, saying goodbye, and we're like, okay, we're on the t-shirt. Yeah, like, right. Our character is on the t-shirt, so we have to be in this. And then it was they the got one more us. Thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, and then we were the last one. And we were like, we're not the one more thing, are we? That's we can't. We're, I mean, like we're, we think we're pretty cool, but we can't be the one more thing. That's weird. They wouldn't give you a heads up about that because we were watching the live reaction. We're like, wasn't no, Sarah's no game supposed up. to be in that? I saw it in the key art. That's like, what I, I was saying yeah, too. So I was like, weird. where's our game? Yeah. Um. It honestly, it, it was a huge component of like summer game fest like i've devoured a lot of other outlets coverage and it's been fun but like that giant bomb couch like the fact that they kept that going even though gersman isn't there anymore like it felt really like a nice social at least i mean this is from my naive outside perspective but kind of like a social hub for everybody just a nice like anchor um and so listening to all those it really felt like oh god emotionally i feel like i'm there uh that was the coolest party too. Yeah. Like it had the the best vibe. It was at a, a mm-hmm. fandom office and it was like the only lights on in the whole building were in that office. And it was so much oh. cooler than like the the industry Xbox sponsored mixers or whatever to have this. It felt a little more communal. Yeah. Um People good were job. Going hard. It was fun. Was it stressful, Leo? Like I know beforehand you're like, "Oh god, going on the bombcast, do I have to have my 5-minute shtick on the couch ready to go?" <laughs> Yes, it was stressful, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, we all did an amazing job. I think I was really impressed with everybody else on that panel. And the yep. one thing that was on top of my mind was just like, don't take up too much space here. Like if I, if I get addressed or if I have something to chime in, do it occasionally, but don't be like more than one sixth of this panel because I like respect That's a lot of people. Else. It was like six people. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it that went was by so fast. Like I saw, like they had a big, like the clock and I was like, okay, it's, only been five minutes this is gonna be really long and then all of a sudden it was like well that's you know thanks for tuning in and i was like hold on wait a second i feel like i just sat down <laughs> I think right. just and, and in hindsight we were we were all like we should have made that goofier like i it just, mm. jeff grubb wanted it to be a panel of like the young people the in the industry and <laughs> right and where the future is going and stuff and we were like all kind of looking forward to that more goofy vibe that it naturally yeah. gets to later in the night and i feel like that's my one regret is like Take Not- take the reins and get it there. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the tough thing. And I, I just had social anxiety watching a lot of Giant Bomb stuff just because, like, I love the industry. Everyone's very nice in it. It's a very humble industry, to be very clear. But at the same time, I think those types of social situations where it's a lot of, like, industry peers, it just – I have this creeping pressure of, like, oh, this feels kind of like high school. And I feel like this pressure of, like – 
How was high school, Ben? Can you? I, I had a good time with high school, but still, there's a lot of like highs and lows and emotions with it. You know, it's just this creeping feeling of like, do oh, if I was in a situation where I have to be a quote unquote personality, like I guess that's kind of my job. But at the same time, I'm kind of horrified by it. It's like it just. I feel like. <laughs> I feel anxious just like if I was there, it would have to be socially tap dancing so much and it stressed me out. But the three of you, you seem very cool. It seemed like no one was like, I'm on Giant Bomb. I'm a personality. Here I go. Um, when that was kind of, you know, the tone of other That's parts of That's what I said segment. actually right before I sat on the couch. Is that right? Verbatim? And then Leo can attest to this. I became a menace after I sat on the Giant Bomb couch. I was like, <laughs> I was on the Giant Bomb couch. Like, That's so cute. I was of my ego immediately. <laughs> yeah. Got a Sarah little inflated. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Driver, do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. three hours ago. No, celebrity sighting, and it was just me looking in the mirror. Yeah, it <laughs> is. I mean, not to just make this the giant bombcast or the podcast about the giant bombcast, but it is like it's amazing that like you had a tweet there. You're like, oh, it feels. I feel cool actually getting to go to the giant bombcast, or maybe you said it on the actual show too. But it is such a weird feeling to be like, oh, just have like this classic E3 institution where you feel like you've officially made it. Like we don't really have an award to give out in the game industry. Like you are now a member of the games press, you know, but I feel like sitting on that giant bomb couch is about the best we can do. Um, so it's mm-hmm. nice to still have that rolling in this day and age. I thought Grub did a great job hosting all that stuff. He did. It, yeah. it was surreal. It was super, super mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Did you have a good time, Janet? Yeah, it was great. Like did the giant bomb couch specifically? I don't or know. Like just the whole thing. thing. Yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, <clears throat> I lost my voice a couple times. It's funny. Someone in the live chat was like watching Janet's voice throughout the days was so funny. I rewatched the Instagram stories and was like in in the clips. I'm like, yeah, I think it's going to be okay. But then I look back at the clips and every day I'm like, every day it gets a little bit worse. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I see this coming? It's so obvious. But I was inside of the day. So I didn't really know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this was my first SGF. It was a blast. It was cool having Sarah as like a, you know, a second timer. I feel like this was... No offense to everybody else. I think we have like a very generally diverse um, crew in terms of like game taste, mm. like across min-max. But I felt like so lucky to be like with you guys because there's like, you know, Sarah has skills that like I don't have. We overlap the most on interest between like the three of us. Like I had this thing color coded and like I had a lot of overlap with Sarah and like me and Leo had one overlap for a game that we were not equipped to see. <laughs> so, you know, that'll that'll be the case. But it was nice being able to send us all in different directions and know I'm going to get good coverage. Like I yeah. see stuff come in and be like, oh yeah, this is totally a Leo game. And then, you know, outside of the nuts and bolts of the work itself, um, just seeing everybody, like I really didn't realize how much I had previously not really known many people like back in 2019 when my career was first starting in a full-time capacity. Well, in a full-time, you can eat well capacity or you can order a sandwich capacity because I was full-time freelance when I started and that yeah. was like hell on earth. And I made like $500 a month when back in those days and then coming here and being like, Oh, I like kind of know everybody and not like in a conceited way, but just like there's so many people that I'm like Twitter metros with, or I've done content with. And then the people that I have it, like they know who I am a lot of times. And that's also very cool. So it was like always exciting to see people while my memory of E3 is like, a, especially as a newcomer was like, it's very tall and uh-huh. I sort of like would latch on to like whatever my IGN peer was and they, they knew people and I was like there, you know what I mean? They were yeah. like, hi. And I was like, they're like, this is also Janet, this other person, you know? And now I just feel like more comfortable, more part of it. It's also easily easier to, I think, be socially comfortable for me in a setting like that because it's all games people as opposed to other social settings where someone's like, wait, what do you do? And I'm like, I work at a desk. Like, don't ask me about it too <laughs> much. Not I'm embarrassed, but just because it, it, beca- it gets like weird here it's like 
everyone has a baseline understanding of what we do and what it takes. And right. there's like a camaraderie to that that's really exciting. So I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, how was it compared to last year, Sarah? Socially better, uh, but uh, just the overall lot. event. Oh, they, they expanded it. Okay. So they expanded it and it was like, it really filled out nice. There was little spots all over the place for you to kind of like mingle. Um, yeah, just like more games more people and then they had the the sort of like add-ons as you know right so it's like they had like the xbox thing the ubisoft forward the square enix event so it's like it's kind of becoming an e3 and we're just like not gonna call it that like i feel like as time goes on people will just like attach their events to this event like while you're in la that's please consider that's which is part- kind of annoying because why can't we just like why can we just do E3, you know? Yeah, because I guess the ESA would have to be involved I in a bigger way. I think the venue way, but... for Summer Games Fest is way better. You get to see the sun. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Big fan Like, you sun. get to go outside. Like, a lot of it is, like, outside in it a way. It felt like a state fair or something. State with, fair. like, different pop-up buildings to, like, you're walking between, but you're, it's all got fresh air. It felt air like a small college or, like, a bougie, like, yeah. California high school. That's yeah. Where you could be outside because there's not ice on the ground, you know? <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's, I have fought the temptation and maybe I should just give in at this point, but like, I just, I, I appreciate the hell out of Jeff Keighley pushing for this event and making it happen and everything. But there's a part of me where it's like the claiming of everything as part of summer game fest. Like it makes my skin crawl a little bit, like on their official site when they're like the Microsoft event, that's part of us. Like they literally say, here are all of our yes. events and they just list all the publishers. And it's like, it's a diabolical move just for like a mental land grab of like, yeah, this is all summer game fest. It's kind of the new E3. It's the name, lock it in. But maybe I just shouldn't fight it. Like, if we're looking for the easy shorthand for what this season is, it's better than summer yeah. streams. Just give it to Keeley, Call it Summer Game Fest. You win, I mean, buddy. he kind of won with that, which yeah. is, like, I agree. I think it's a little um, a little shady because it's, like, it's not your – like the, cause, and it, it's funny because I talk to people about it. Or, like, I mentioned to Sarah, like, oh, the thing – we have to respond to this thing already. And, and SGF just ended. And she's like, well, it ended on, like, Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, but they count – even in, like, their game stuff, they count Ubisoft Sunday, Monday. So it's, like – why am I, it's like, how did, it's weird to work for six days on a two-day event. It's like, how's that possible? Right, but right. It is just, I have to admit, you know, he won. It's easier. I've been calling it SGF. Like, yep. what am I going to do? Say, oh, well, technically not, you know, SGF, but Xbox's thing for one day. It's, you know, I'm like, you got it. You got it. Make a website, put down stuff. I could write down anything about myself, and I guess it could just be true. Like, yeah. go for it. He has, Jackie has one succession. Um, and as we all know from that show, you win in a big way. So congratulations, Mr. Keely. Um, here's a great question, Leo. But I feel like you're the person to ask it. Do, do you like the game industry more after this event, or are you kind of freaked out by it? Great question. Thank you. I I like it more okay. overall. I I talk in the vlog a bit about being intimidated by by our peers in the business yeah. and how you know everybody to, to you the listener to me everybody else looks like they have it all together and are totally in control of everything they're doing and are walking through their lives with complete confidence and the games industry is full of so many like obviously personalities that yeah. all you see is them like killing it on streams and being entertaining in a way that is like undeniable and so it was intimidating company to be in but really exciting and invigorating too and i guess liking games more i think comes from talking to all the developers right and it being such a good space to do that there's cool shots in the vlog of the big open area where like most of the demos were happening and it was just like 
TVs and couches, little pods of TVs and couches, and you sit down with the, maybe the PR, but sometimes the developer themselves, and you just talk while you play it, and it's like a really great way to to get a taste of those games. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to unpack all that stuff. It is, It was weird just on the outside. Like, it was strangely motivating this season just to watch that and be like, oh, what? Just for... It set my mind on fire with the standard thoughts of just like, what should MinMax be moving forward? What is our role in this industry? How can we stand out a little bit? How can we not just get on the standard content treadmills? How can we differentiate? And so like, especially again, with that freaking bombcast, like just hearing uh, like so many people from the industry, like roll through that. It is just fascinating to think of like, God, it's personally, this is a weird uh, thing for me, but it just it's so weird to hear people like taking MinMax seriously. <laughs> and I know that's a weird thing to say, but it truly feels like it's, it, there's a, emotionally it feels like MinMax is like an inside joke. <laughs> you know, of just like, we're going to start a quote unquote company. I like and- that you told us that after we went to the <laughs> no, so, just- uh, I'm not going to internalize this at all. <laughs> yeah, burn your badges. No, no whenever just- I was killing it, I was like, I'm here with MinMax. And it, whenever I spilled something, I'm like, I'm here with Kind of Funny Games. Right. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> your back, back. That's all I ask for. But no, it, just, it feels just like a personal little thing. And then it's like, oh, like, we're seen as like a real entity in the industry in a small corner of it still. And like, that's such a weird feeling it feels like i want to snicker behind my hand and be like they think we're an outlet uh, yeah, they fell for we got them <laughs> yeah exactly they let us into this thing uh okay um let's see what about highlights before we get to game stuff like biggest geek out moment uh has anybody got one personal interaction with dev or somebody from the industry get some good specifics here what do we got um i was i did say hi to todd howard which i did Ooh. have to psych myself up to do because i saw him at the xbox event it's it was like a mixer that was before the the actual event like the showcase yeah like the night before and we were on like the roof and we were like talking about him actually not too long ago because like i had seen the behind closed doors um panel with xbox leadership it was a moderated panel though so you know how those are where it's like no like I joked, like the comparison would be like if we did a moderated panel for MinMax and like Ben hosted it, and he's like, "What makes you so passionate about being a great force in this industry?" And I'm mm. like, "Oh, well, at MinMax, we like, you know, it's like a positive, right? It's going to be selling the brand." Right. But he was talking about his TV setup, and I was like, thinking you were talking about it. Like, I wonder what his does he is he a no TV in the room kind of thing kind of person? He came by, but he had a posse, and he had a don't talk to me stride. Yeah. And by the time he passed, I was like, well, you know, I'm like, well, I would, I would say hi. I just didn't have the right opportunity. And I saw him again at the JW and I'm like, ah, damn, no excuses now. Like you got me. Like, and he's sitting, what you can give me Todd Howard. He's leaning up with a, with a beer in his hand, leaning against a counter. He didn't have a drink yet. Okay. He was with one other, per- like, so he was like, like anybody else, he had like a group of people, but then they, the, the circle would open and it would close and he was talking to someone <laughs> he else. You gotta time it. It's like a mini game. I get it. Yes. He was talking to somebody else and they were talking about what they were going to drink. And I'm not going to lie. I had to wait a long, you know, we do like the, the walk up. Well, maybe you don't, but like, you know, for people listening, like if you're in these kind of mingly networky places, it's like, usually there's like, like a call people talking to each other and you can kind of walk in, join the circle. When there's a break, that's when you can say, Hey, I'm like so-and-so by the way, like right. that's at least how I do it. And the time between when I walked near him and when there was that gap felt like an eternity, yeah. a little bit. but I was like, I don't want to punk out on this. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I brought my friend, uh, Eddie too, who I, I think he moderates for us as well. Like, uh, Eddie AK played forward. Um, and I was like, you want to say hi to Todd Howard? And I'm like, I have to be like the pillar person. Oof, like, you know, like someone tough. has to be that person. So yeah, I just said hello. And, you know, I mentioned congratulations on the, on the, on Starfield, like getting shown off. It must feel great to like finally have the game out there. And I think at one point I asked him like, how's it feel if I have the game out there? And he was kind of just like, 
I don't have the mental space to even like give you a, the fluff answer of that. And I'm like, don't even worry about it, man. Like, I'm not trying to like scoop you. I'm just, you know, chopping it up a little he bit. He feels and I asked him about good. The TV thing. He doesn't have a TV in his room. He only streams in his room with, I think, what is it called? Like the G Cloud or something? I don't know what it is. It's not the Steam Deck though. And I asked about the Steam Deck. He said this other thing's more powerful, I, and that's why he likes it more. I, I, I'm still confused. What? Where did this Todd Howard TV in the room thing come from? You just were um, curious he, about it. No, he mentioned um, during the moderated panel that he has a Series X and a Series S uh, in his household. He bought them both immediately, but his kids kind of took over the Series X on <laughs> the in the living room. So he's h- playing on the Series S in the family room, which also opened up a whole door of like, what's living room versus family room? Okay, okay, I had to sure, ask Sarah sure. about that because I'm like, I don't understand yeah, like what, how many rooms confusing. this man have. Like, I mean, I know things are going well, but like, but the point flex, is, I don't know. You got to shake Todd Howard's hand and say, hi, I'm Janet. Yeah. That's good. That's great. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, it's good to go up. And Jason Schreier, too, is a big person that intimidates me as well. Really? And yes. That dweeb? Yes, absolutely. Physically intimidating. Because he's like a real, you know, like, and I'm not trying to put us on levels, but he's like a real capital J journalist, you know, like. I love what I do. I, have a lot, I think I'm great at what I do. But like one of us has worn a hot, co- hot dog costume on Twitch and the other person's Jason Trier. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay. Okay. Sure. Like, so, yeah, I did end up saying hello to him and stuff. And that was great. That's but nice. he, he's so like I respect his work so much. I'm like, I respect you by staying away from you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what? that was my deal. For How would you? But we said hi. And he was very friendly. And he's been on our show before. Yeah. I wasn't on when he was on either. OK. So that's like, what I was trying to piece together. I'm like I watched you live behind on the backstage bass. Like, you know, but. There you go. That's cute. Has anybody else got a good geek out? It was so no. crazy being like, if I if I saw one or two people that I knew from the industry, I'd be like telling a story about it. But it's like everybody was there. Yeah, it was like back to back to back. Everybody just passing each other over and over again, seeing like Jeff Gersman and the Funhouse guys or whatever. Just to every everybody. Yeah. But I guess the standouts would have to be the cat from Party Animals. I met at the <laughs> Xbox press conference really? dancing around. And the kid from the meme, I want to kill my mom. I want to kill my dad. He was at the arcade we went to. Yeah, he was. What was the other celebrity sighting that we had? There was one more that we had. Leah, didn't you see somebody or like after? You saw someone on your way to Nintendo World. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Adam Conover. At the writer's strike. Yeah, the writer's strike. Yes. Oh, weird. Mm -hmm. We didn't say hi to the kid, by the way, for kind of obvious reasons. He's a child, but we did see him from afar. Okay. I don't know this meme. He's just a, where is this from? He's a kid who wants to murder his family on TikTok and he's a celebrity now? Yeah, was there. He's fine. He had to be there. And it was like, what's with this kid? And like, he was there. Like, we saw him at the round one and... I think the wildest thing that happened was when we were at the Xbox showcase and they were showing Starfield is the couple in front of me and Leo started making out yes. really passionately. Oh, like, yes. I mean, like, we met a bunch of journalists, but, like, that's not going to be in the vlog. And, like, literally we were just sitting there and I don't know what they showed on the screen, but they were just, like, it, it just fired them up and they just started, like, to going the left of at Todd it. Howard, who was also mm-hmm. in front of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So weird. I was oblivious to all this, by the way. They told me all this after, even though I was there. I didn't Leo and I were just anything. like looking at each other, like, how long are they going to go for? Was I it the start? They were press. Was it the press and lips? Was it after that part in the presentation where the character in Starfield, where he's like, no one can resist my irresistible charm? Awkward no, Bethesda it, it smile. Was being able to dock with any ship. Oh, my <laughs> lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll uh, get you there. Uh, how are the shows? Was it fun to be in person on those things? Okay. I like I like the Xbox conference more than Summer Games Fest. Summer Games yeah. Fest was really 
loud and bassy and overstimulating, yeah. and I hadn't had breakfast yet. And Aww. that was the biggest difference. Xbox gave us I thought they were lowering the volume on Jeff's mic, like throughout the showcase. But then I realized I was just going like more and more deaf as they kept showing trailers. Like I thought that they, I was like, is it getting quieter? And I was like, oh no, I literally just can't hear anymore. And that's why the Mortal Kombat trailer affected you so much, Leos, because it was just like blood gurgling sounds, but crushing your earlobes with it. It was, my ears were full of those squishing and screaming sounds and the crowd screaming in joy watching it. <laughs> More was, was that kid who wanted to murder his parents? Was he there celebrating too? Who knows? Yeah, put my mom and dad in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was weird seeing shots. Like, I guess they didn't quite sell out the crowd for Summer Game Fest, which blows my mind. Like, you could have gotten in there for 10 bucks and seen Nick Cage on stage and people in LA weren't going. Like, obviously they didn't know Nick Cage was going to be there, but... What's weird is that, like, because of the whole, like, ticket kerfuffle, I ended up sitting with, like, the people who bought their tickets. Right. And they were, like, really into everything. Like, they showed the key art for Spider-Man and they were like, that's the coolest thing I've seen in my entire life. And it's like, they would just show an image and they'd be like, this is so... Awesome. And then they didn't respect Baldur's Gate 3 as much Ooh, as I thought that they should. Um, so I was just, I don't know. I could tell that I was i was in like the I paid for this ticket section. Right, right. How rude. Uh, you dug it though, Janet? Uh, attending the shows? Yeah, I like attending the shows generally. I do think I got way more out of the Xbox One than the SGF One. The SGF One, it felt like I didn't get much more being there. But I think it's cool to attend them if, you're, if you've ever been interested. Like I'm a fan of attending them. But if I had to miss one, like, I wouldn't mind missing that one, personally. Yeah. I love that the Xbox One killed it. Like, they had, again, Xbox is really good at doing, like, the community-based stuff and setting up events. And they're, like, the only, like, pub- publisher of the big three that really does that stuff and cares to do it. And sure, you can argue, oh, well, that's because they, like, are the most behind, so they need everything they can get. But, like, I don't care what the reasoning is. Like, everyone should be doing this. It's a genius thing to do. And they're the only ones doing it. But they had it set up so s- smartly where it's, like, they had, like, a press section up top on the rooftop where they had hmm. Wi-Fi, coffee, everything, TVs. So if you want to write your – because that's the thing people don't realize. Like when you're in press, especially traditional press, like writing articles, you never get to attend those shows because you have to write your articles. And you can't write your articles in the dark in like bad Wi-Fi conditions. So sure. they kind of had it all set up for the more traditional media. And for everybody, they gave them the option to go like in or out of the like main theater. They had like incredible um, accessibility with like the sign language there. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, yeah. I think they just did a really good job with it. And it was all pre-record, which kind of takes away from the spectacle. But at the same time, like, I don't necessarily need the... I think when you don't do pre-record, it ends up being a little bit longer because you do run into those moments where you pause for the audience. Like, you kind of have Ubisoft to stuff, yeah. play the audience more. And the pre-record allowed for a little bit more, um, s- like, snappiness to the whole event. You know? Yeah. Which also, too, SGF's kind of doing something different because it's, like, all the in- thing and not just Xbox, but... Uh, the Xbox the, one was the more enjoyable one. The vibes building up to it at Xbox were better too. It was like the room was dark, but like Xbox colors and flowing lights through it. Like the the vibe was a really really strong as soon as you entered. It was like, oh, am I? Do I like like Xbox? Do I like have an affinity <laughs> right? for this? Well, well here's the thing: Xbox so handed me, yeah, Xbox <laughs> gave me a little coffee and a little burrito mm-hmm. and the first container of fruit I'd seen in five days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I had an amazing time. They did a good job. If you want to know it, how yeah, PR works, this is I this is them roping in <laughs> Xbox fans. Yeah, okay. Definitely. Yeah, but with Summer Games Fest, it's like it's cool to have the on-stage moments and there's something novel about being in the same room as Nick Cage, but like he's a million miles away and you're looking at him on the big screen anyway, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of Xbox fans now, like Jeff didn't make a big deal out of it, but... 
he didn't own an Xbox this generation. After the showcase, he's like, I think it's time to buy an Xbox. I'm convinced. And it's like, it's like Jeff, that's like a notable thing, man. That like that showcase enough was for you to turn well, around Jeff, and be like, Jeff, I do need this. It's time to expense an Xbox. Come well, on, that's man. exactly it. Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> we talked about it before. Like everybody's missing a console, and the Jeff yeah, was like, I'm gonna yeah, take you up on that. That's funny. That's like perfect timing because like no one else was missing anything really. Yeah, I guess so. He don't don't feel shy. You can always also buy the five Steam decks that I pitched you on. Like there's still yeah, time. Yeah, I mean. We'll talk later. I think that's doable. Um, okay. All right. Uh, hey, who wants to talk about a game? Any game? Step right up. What I do want Leo like? to talk about Foam Stars. Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh Where God. else would we start? Of I'm course. I'm going to try to hold back until Leo's done because I feel like me and Sarah have like, <laughs> there's like Leo playing Foam Stars and then there's watching Leo play Foam Stars. Ooh. And that's like a t- two separate experiences. All right. Uh, Leo, Foam Stars, this is the Square Enix uh, Splatoon-like that from my perspective, everybody saw and said, okay, Square Enix knows Splatoon. And then everyone who's played it's like, wait a minute, Foam Stars might rule? Is that the takeaway? Yeah. I, I literally the buzz around the play days area was, hey, have you played Foam Stars yet? It's actually good. <laughs> were you like whispering From, it, like trying to seem cool in the back alley? Like, hey, not us. People were telling us that. Wow. Yeah. The streets were literally talking. In a hushed tone. <laughs> wow. They would say, like, it's actually kind of good. Which is worrying because I'm I'm enough of a joke as it is. Of course, Leo's going to love Foam Stars. Right, That's right. stupid. Can't wait for Leo to like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said And then, of course, thought. we get to the demo. They walk us through it. How you chill your enemies. Not kill Tara them. Tara takes a turn. Mm-hmm. Janet takes a turn. Ooh. And then I get on the controls. Oh. And I just he was the mop up. For our Ooh, Foam Mopper, baby. I get MVP. <laughs> I get final kills three rounds in a row. I I was born to play it, of course. Yep. Surprising wow. no one. Now, did Square Enix at any point pull you aside and try to convince you that you shouldn't play it because you are the kiss of death and it means that the game will only be <laughs> online for eight months? Yeah, they kept trying to drop stuff on me when I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I, just from the trailer, I was like, okay, Splatoon, got it, running around covering the map in foam, but it's not like location area coverage based. It's just a shooter where foam is a big component or best, what's the best way of looking at what you're actually doing in this thing? It's a pretty open area and you're covering it with foam and that foam goes vertical pretty fast. So you end up with some like walls you can peek out from behind, but certain <laughs> characters can shoot through walls or their gun lobs foam over walls. So you're like building these structures, but they're not making you completely safe. Yeah. So it, it didn't feel like by the end you had this totally unique map or anything, but it was kind of an interesting thing to think about as you were just running around uh, shooting people and surfing so it really the the foam building was less of a driver for me it was the loop of foaming somebody up till they get in a big foam ball and then getting on your surfboard surfing down the foam you have to hit them on your surfboard to knock them out otherwise they can be rescued by their teammate hitting them with the surfboard yeah so it's that little loop of foaming them up surfing hitting them out in that little freeze frame as they like rocket pinball style into the wall and explode like that felt really strong weird and jen and sarah you were you were converted to the world of um, foam i i enjoyed it okay. it was like you know it like you you pick it up and like you know there's different types of characters they're like these are the defenders these are their all-rounders these are like the turret ones but i have yet to see i didn't pick it up as quickly as leo um, and my personal opinion is that if this game fails, it's because Leo didn't let the other team win right. and they all had a miserable time because <laughs> right, um, right. he just steamrolled them so hard. Be nice, but dude. I am interested to see if people pick it up 
You know, this is because any competitive game, it's going to live and die by its active players, its community mm-hmm. and the support it receives. So I, I'm, I'm still up in the air on this one. Well, they aren't talking yet about if it's going to be free to play. There's there's no oh word. Oh, my yet. God. Uh, yeah, there's no <laughs> off the um, record. I mean, this is on the record, obviously, but somebody <laughs> we won't say off the record when we asked about the pricing said it's they said something incredibly cryptic. They were like, there's no. There's no comparison for how this pricing is going to be. <laughs> Wait, okay, so that means there's just going to be a bunch of different tiers, and it's going to be a confusing. We don't know. Well, we don't know anything. They said no that idea. it's something that we've never seen. We before. don't know anything. What the hell does oh, that weird. mean? We don't know which anything. Is, which is marketing speak for? It'll people will be talking about it. Bring foam to your local Walmart, um, and then you get one copy of the game. Right. Cool. Spray the cl- the cashier with foam. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm glad to see that apparently it's it's fun. Um, Sarah, I know you're partial to it because you worked on it, but better than Ninjala. Are you going on the record? Uh, definitely easier to pick up than Ninjala. Okay. Yeah, Ninjala's complicated. Mm-hmm. Like I played Ninjala for a sponsored stream over at IGN back in the day. And it was like a lot.com because it has like such a, <laughs> like a cityscape verticality to it. Uh, that kind of adds like, I think the, I think they had too many layers of complexity to make it as latchable as foam stars mm. um i'm down to play foam stars when it comes out and check it out because i do like splatoon and while it is very different than splatoon like it does not play like splatoon and it's someone that died pretty much immediately and didn't do well at all right despite right sarah's many helpful tips of like you have your ultimate or whatever whatever i'm like i don't know what's going on it's like it's hard to go into a game like that too and not have anything um totally. going in uh but it wasn't hard for leo so once leo okay. got down and I was like, hey, we were like, hand- we were having a good time at Foam Stars, and everybody else was much more buttoned up, and because maybe, maybe they were alone, like with their respective outlet, but like we were there as a team, and we were like both watching Leo play. And <laughs> Sarah, what did you keep saying over again? Punish the overextenders? Was that it? <laughs> yeah, I was like coaching Leo. I was like, don't nice, go in, Leo. Nice. Like, let them come to you because pe- they people kept like suiciding to the back row. Yes. Like, no, 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 Leo. Like, this mm-hmm. is our strategy. You hang back, wait for them to come to you, punish them. Foam I mean, yeah. this we signed up for when it. We didn't know what it was. Unannounced game. So a lot of people there probably like don't even play multiplayer games. Oh wait, actually, we didn't sign up for this one. Unannounced game. Well, actually, we did. We did. Sarah did. We did. But then we decided all tag along when we found out what it was. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, and that's the thing. The beauty of having at least the two day event, and also the structure of SGF, there was enough flexibility and enough general chillness from everybody that it was very easy to. And I've, I've attached onto appointments at E3 too. So like when I saw Control, like I didn't have an appointment to see it. My coworker did and said, hey, will you let my co- colleagues stand next to us in this tiny cramped room? And they didn't say no. So that's why I was there. This was a lot easier to, I think, latch onto. So Sarah had set up with Square Enix because it's Sarah. So we put Sarah to go to Square Enix. And then I'm like, you know what? People are talking about phone stars. Like, let's see if we can check it out. Like, apparently this is going to be, this is like the thing to see today, kind of. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't like, a day one, day two, where the day one, the buzz formed, and then day two, we're like, we have to be able to at least form our own opinion on it. But sure. TLDR, Leah was amazing. Wow. We were hamming it up. Wow. We were cheering him on. I don't know if people thought we were like weird for that, but <laughs> we were having a good time. <laughs> Gotta give it up. Gotta give it up. We were I love having it. a good time. Uh, just because you mentioned control, uh, I do. I am curious about Alan Wake too. I think from the outside again, it seems like this is a lot of people's game of the show. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. It just wasn't it's, hands-on. Is that the is that the yeah, weird distinction? It's not hands-on. So okay. for like, you know, But it was live car- gameplay. Yes, it was okay. live gameplay. Was. Which I love the immediacy of live theater. I, it's like shout out to all like I really should have made it a point to go up to like the QA people that did the there's only two times I saw a hands-off thing where the QA person was doing it. Mm-hmm. And like 
Should Shout we just describe the hilarious that. joke they did? Because sure. it's never going to be that. public. What it was, was the it? PR per- the PR person was like, oh, uh, Rem- Remedy's commitment to atmosphere is it's what drives us to create horror. Like a, a long, like serious uh, discussion of their approach to horror, and they're like more than relying on cheap jump scares. And then the game, the person playing the game moved one step forward and there was a giant jump scare. And <laughs> I turned to Leo and I had my Apple watch on for like pretty much the whole event, except for one of the times at night where I was trying to do like a day to night look. And I put on a watch instead of an Apple watch. Uh-huh. That was me being fancy. I turned to Leo and I tap him and I show him my Apple watch, like heart rate. And my heart rate is through the roof. It is like 116. I'm my heart is pounding in this chair in this dark room that's like, so sad. but it's weird because they also like in their gameplay demo they do have that jump scare of like the deer going through the room and then like no, something this was bur- way worse this was this just a like, stupid novelty jump was, scare this was before that happened yeah. okay, yes, okay yes and this was before yeah because i was prepared for that deer where it's like it's the same right. way like in viewfinder they're like wow you're really smart i'm like no nah, i just watched your trailer 82 times i'm uh, sorry i gotta uh-huh. confess <laughs> um alwin 2 looked incredible um yeah. the reason i didn't pick it as my game of the show is just because eh, i didn't really play it so it's like sure. okay but it looks so good. I am extremely excited for it. As someone that started Alan Wake 1, the remake slash remaster, and thought, wow, this game doesn't control well at all. Um, it's kind of odd. Yeah. But this looks, this is like, it feels, and I don't want to say this like pejoratively, because I mean it with the most compliment, it feels almost fan conceived. Like someone woke up mm-hmm. from a dream and said, what if I had the atmosphere and the weirdness of control with the story bits of Alan Wake, and I put it in Resident Evil 7 slash 8. Okay. Well, more like, like two or four with the perspective, but yeah, oh, yeah, I hear two, you. I guess, yeah. yeah, maybe more two. Maybe more two because sure. of the, the vibes, but like I meant kind of just that more, the more modern Resident Evil, but right. scary, and I don't think it's going to be as like intensely puzzly as two, but that's, well, you know. Well, help me out because it's interesting hearing other people's take on it. It's like, oh, it looks awesome, and then it's like, it's a cool weird structure to be swapping between this FBI agent named Saga Anderson and then uh, Alan Wake. But then people were excited about like the puzzle solving in it or kind of like the board, the detective board, but you can't fail it. So I feel like it's a little bit of a, yeah. um, What is it? How does it work? Yeah. So basically you'll do, you know, missions or objectives in the game and throughout that you'll get gain clues and those clues can go, like you can go to this place called like your mind palace, basically that might not be the official word for it. Mind place. Mind place, I think, might be it. Um, and that's where you can sh- mess with the detective board. And you can also, like, conceptually interrogate, like, subjects from within your mind. It's, like, trippy, cool art house Weird. stuff. Weird. Mm-hmm. But the thing that isn't that interesting about the board is I asked, like, they had a Q&A after. Um, and they I asked, like, can you fail, like, the board? Can you put the board, like, the clue in the wrong spot? Or maybe put the clue in different spots? And you can't really... Which doesn't mean it's going to be bad because, like, in Outer Wilds, like, when you have basically the same thing, like, it just appears and helps you continue progress. So I don't think you always need to be, like, straight up, like, fail possibility detective. But it's not like that's that's more of, like, a way to present information and explore information. Yeah, visualize the mystery. I just, yeah, I feel like every game gameplay thing. Okay, because every game I feel like that has tried to do that, like, you know, a detective game, I think of... Maybe this isn't the best example, but like, you know, Telltale's Batman series where it's just kind of like, eh, it's a detective. You're the world's greatest detective, but just kind of put this one piece over here and then you're done. It's like sure. you're either going all in like Shadows of Doubt or I feel like it's just going to streamline thing. I'm trying to figure out it's more on the it's streamline. It's streamlined. Yeah. Okay. It's just a way to present information. Like it's not like you're not re- like I hate to say it. You're not really solving the mystery. You're just kind of you playing the game. But like it still looks awesome. Yeah. Like I don't think I I don't need to be able to fail to have fun. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and the, the way the mind plays works, you press a button and it is, blinks you to, into being there in a different outfit. Like it, that felt like something I hadn't seen before. I'm just like having it be yeah. a physical space rather than a menu and having it be immediately available. And like you can that. like walk around cool. and do different things. Like it's really cool. Huh. That sounds cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay. Sarah, what do you want to talk about? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Um, the indie games, once again, I think stole the show sure. for me. Things like Viewfinder, things like Haunty, Cocoon. Like, I enjoyed my time with those games the most. Okay. Let's unpack Viewfinder a little bit because okay. that, that's one that I'm super curious about. This is the one that we've talked about before, I think after GDC, but it's the surreal game where you go around with a camera and you take pictures, then you can hold the Polaroid or put the Polaroid in the environment, and then that becomes a new three-dimensional space that you're walking through. And it has Mm -hmm. elements of, like, the original version of Portal 2 with the F-stop stuff and all that. Um, um, What's the other game that it's like that I can never remember the name of? Maquette. A little bit Maquette. There's another one that I forget. Uh, Uh, Superliminal. Thank you, Janet. Superliminal, yes. Um, Great pull. Uh, So is it exactly as cool as we're hoping for, (laughs) Viewfinder? Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I think we played, like, the early part of the game, and you do feel really smart when you, like, learn that you can, like, shift things to put them at different angles. You can also rewind. So if you mess up, you can, like, rewind back, which I thought was really nice because, like, the annoying thing about puzzle games is having to consistently like put in more effort to try different things yeah um so the rewind functionality really makes it a lot easier i cannot wait to see how far this goes like how deep this rabbit hole goes and like how far they will push this mechanic right because yeah like in the demo it's like simple like you tilt make a you put a bridge up and you get a bridge you like tilt a building to get some stairs but like just the development of this game blows my mind just like being able to pick up an asset and then somehow put down an entire bigger asset in the environment that you can then interact with bl- blows my mind entirely. I have no um, idea how it works. No, it's I don't like to think about it because it gets a little scary for me, but they did they did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Sad Owl Studios is the name of the thing. It's coming out July 18th this year. So I guess we won't have too long to wait. I'm very curious. And Sarah, you asked like how long it took them to develop it. Wasn't it like ridiculously short of a time? They literally said that they like they prototyped the entire idea in like under a year and then it only took them a year to develop the rest of the game. And I was like, what? Like, I guess like <laughs> they're like, yeah, once we got the whole like idea of how to do it down, like once they prototyped like the object to permanence thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, the rest of the game just kind of, like, fell into place. Easy. But I think that just shows, like, you can <laughs> yeah, really just like take, like, one mechanic and, yeah. like, just make it look amazing. Like, that is the simplest, easiest, and, like, most rewarding way, I think, to make a game. Yeah, I, I do think if you've never looked at a trailer for Viewfinder, out of anything shown recently, I feel like you need to go look at this game in action just to see what's happening visually because it's really a tough thing to explain the the physics are weird and the picture is the real world like it's just it's a weird trippy thing that i'm really curious to see if they can stick the landing but sweet love it janet what do you got what are you excited to talk about um well really quick i just i also want to echo oh, yeah. viewfinder viewfinder is dope um sarah nailed it so i'm not going to add a lot more to that but it's <laughs> but it as good dope. as i as so far it's shaping it to be as good as i hoped it is based on how it looks yeah i am wondering what the general reception will be of viewfinder because i like i love superliminal and i love maquette and both of those games don't score that high on metacritic right, which i find right. odd so um i'm still probably gonna try to pick this up for my fancy critic but i had a whole thing where i accidentally told blessing about it he's like i wasn't even thinking about that and then oh, we were no. like let's fight it out in the fancy critic and then i think we both drank too much to remember to pick it up so mm. now i have to text him and be like 
hey, are we like picking this up? Like, you know, I don't want to cheat the system here, but I, don't I know, feel like whatever. you Probably care. Like, you care about your fantasy critic score thing. I feel like yeah. more than most things in your life at this point, it seems yeah. like it's all consuming yeah. to like win this thing. Like anyone who's in fantasy sports, like you know those yeah. people that like, oh my god, like my, you know, my girlfriend or my boyfriend, or my partner, like they're so into their freaking fantasy football league. It's annoying. Yeah. that's you, me with fantasy critic. Okay, like I care so much. It is like so much fun, and like <laughs> everyone else who isn't in the league is like. Bro, this is boring. This is boring content, but I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, we should mention like there's Sarah, a uh, re- sorry, real quick too. Uh, we should sure. mention there's a uh, viewfinder demo out there as well. Apparently, yeah. And people in the chat are saying that they're really enjoying the demo, or that they're downloading it now. Like, yeah, it looks awesome, and I just hope that the whole thing is awesome. Because I got yep. to the end of Super Liminal, and I hated that ending. Jeez, oh, wow. that weird white room. Mm-mm. Anyway, <laughs> cocoon, cocoon, Kids. so. Hard. I've never been. If you forgot again with the fancy crack thing, Blessing picked this up, and I was like, "It looks okay. I don't know." Yeah. It. Oh my god. What is he a tastemaker with this call? I don't even care what this is. Like this game is so incredible. Um, I played alongside Sarah. This was a joint appointment that we had with Annapurna Interactive. Yeah. This uh, this game is often couched via the trailers as from the makers of Inside and Limbo. Well, it's like the so lead gameplay designer from yeah Inside and Limbo. Yeah. So naturally, I'm like, mm, is that actually going to hit, though? Or are you just, like, throwing two big names? It's kind of like, when, no offense to Starfield, because that game looks like it's going to be cool. But when they said a game 25 years in the making, I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, whatever. like, come on now. Like, we're gonna <laughs> like, but Cocoon, like, I love the puzzles of it. It feels so natural and intuitive. Um, and some of the visuals are just absolutely incredibly striking. Like, I was awestruck watching this. Um like I, some of the ways you go in and out of the world. Like I'm that so you, confused. The, the just popped up right now, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm confused with this because we saw it a little while ago and it's like, okay, I like the pedigree of the gameplay designer, but it kind of just looks like an adventure game with orbs and you're moving orbs around and then you're going inside of orbs to get to other orbs. Like I, I what's the mind blowing part? I guess I'm trying to understand. Something about playing it was yeah? just incredibly satisfying. Cause huh. like Janet was saying, those puzzles are so intuitive and somehow like, I don't really consider myself a great puzzle player, but somehow the way the game leads you to these solutions and then, like, visually, it's, like, visual ASMR sometimes is how yeah. I would describe it. Like, the the way they, like, do little things was just, like, so satisfying to look at. Also, the sound design is incredible. It was the best sound design I'd heard, um, I think, huh. the whole weekend. Like, it, the they did a really good job, like, making this come together. And I think that also helps create that atmosphere. I think the way I see Inside and Limbo in this is... Minimal in terms of the aesthetic, but maximal in terms of the idea of you are thrust into a world, you're going, and as you go, you kind of start to develop some questions about the world. Like, me and Sarah were playing, and we're like, what is this giant bug? Like, you're kind of like a little bug guy, and you carry these big orbs, and you'll see, like, other creatures, and I'm like, who is this? Is this mom? Is this God? And I like how it's kind of opening up. I like the sort of over-the-top view as you navigate the environments and the way they sort of are building the mechanics, because I get you being like, I don't know, you put an orb down, and then you turn into another orb, like, whatever. But, like they'll start to play with what you're capable of doing. So like there's an orb you can hold that shows um, an area of the world that you can't see otherwise. So then you're kind of mapping things out, like you're carrying that to see the land you're walking on. So it plays a lot with how you interact with the world and you investigate those interactions in a very natural way. The jumping in and out of the orb is more so how you get between areas than like a mechanic in itself, at least in this early demo slice. The only thing that I have that concerns me about Cocoon is I wonder if at some point it'll, much like Sarah mentioned with Viewfinder, kind of the opposite. Like, if at one point it'll take too long to experiment. Like, I was really struggling with the puzzle and Sarah was, like, walking me through it. But even with that, it felt like it took us, like, 
like two minutes too long to get the solution. Like it was a little bit tough. Um, I also fought a boss where the boss is a one hit death. And I'm like, I hope you change that. Or maybe there's settings later. Cause huh. it's weird I, for a puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah. It felt too like the boss was cool and really fun, but like, it was like hand sweaty mom spaghetti out gaming hours for me because uh-huh. I was like, Oh my God, I got to try to beat this. And like, luckily we were just kind of playing on our own. I think the devs are kind of hanging back or the Annapurna team was hanging back. Um, I talked to Greg Miller and he also struggled with that boss. And he's like, it was that thing where the whole dev team is behind me watching. And I was oh, like, God. Oh my God. Um, and that's not even just being at the event. That's just like in general, if I, I can only fail once, that's hard to do, even if it's not that hard of a, of a thing to accomplish right, right. inherently. Um, but this this got me very excited. It was a great demo in that I saw the trailers and was like, eh, whatever. And then I played it and I'm like, is this the best game at this show? Wow. Um, so if I don't think I don't think they have a demo available now, but no. keep Cocoon on your radar. I'm very excited to pick it up when it comes out. Cocoon, yeah, Geometric Interactive is the new developer, and yeah, they still just say coming soon. I think for the release date for Cocoon, but that's sweet. Uh, Leo, if you could talk about any game right now, what do you want to talk about? This next sentence is 29 years in the making. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everything in my say. life has been building up to this. He's so smart. Um, One of them Amazon games looks pretty good. Amazon games! Let's hear it for Amazon, everybody. Sound off in the this chat. This is a Leo-ass Leo appointment. Well, I saw this coming out of the pipe, and I said, Leo, is this one of the weird things you're into? And he said, yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah, I did that. It's the game, if I may cut off your sentence that you're working on for decades, um, this is a game called Throne. <laughs> start and, over now. <laughs> this is Throne and Liberty? Yeah, that's right. Um, this They were showing one called Blue Protocol that I also played that was not very good. And it was like, uh, it's their Genshin-style thing. And I was like, just real oh, quick yeah. on Blue Protocol, I was like, okay, well, Anna, Anna Diaz will be the the judgment on this because she loves honkai star rail and games of this ilk yeah and she came away thinking it was trash so blue protocol that's your that's your heads up on that (laughs) throne and liberty a similar franchise they're trying to launch that's like an mmo free to play uh yeah rpg and it's got a lot more interesting ideas going for it that's what really surprised me is like oh this sound this pitch sounds novel it was the idea of these like dynamic weather effects in the world for everybody. And you, they either affect the world just naturally. It'll rain and flood an area and you'll be able to access a part that you normally can't just like only when it's raining, you'll be able to swim or you can do it with certain spells. And the example they gave was you're in a team fight and you change the wind direction so that your arrows can fly further than your opponent but in an mmo isn't everybody going to be doing that so it's just going to be like (laughs) winds bashing into winds i assume it's very regional and localized but it it is it was kind of cool to have it be uh i don't the combat was a little more pen and papery like you're really thinking about it and which wasn't what i expected for them for whatever amazon is doing i felt like trying to follow trends this didn't really feel like that yeah besides being a free-to-play rpg yeah and it's also nc soft that's making it the guild wars 2 folks and stuff so they have plenty of experience there and it's weird to see amazon just kind of making that push because what was ooh, what was their other mmo i don't from remember the name of it but it was also short-lived something like no one does manifest Wild. destiny it was something like the new world 
New World. New World, does that sound right? Yeah, still kicking. Hey, there it is. Sure. Uh, uh, they Also, they had amazing appetizers in their building that they were feeding. Do you see so how simple it is, everybody? Food, I immediately yeah. regretted not getting into that one. <laughs> So if anybody at home, make sure to give a lot of money to that game. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I only bought with food. Yuck. Apparently Amazon did deck it out. Like, like, yeah, I don't know. But I'm like, I, at an open it's bar. not worth it to play a game that I really hate. So it doesn't I don't know. The Alan, Wake, the Alan Wake 2 Speakeasy was still my favorite part of Summer Game Fest. I didn't get to enjoy that, which is. An well, that's Leo because you had an appointment and I didn't. Off. Yeah, Janet and Leo got to go into the Alan Wake 2 appointment, but I missed it, and they shut the doors, and they were very strict about the doors. But they were like, <laughs> you can just chill at the bar and, like, also, free that really drinks. Sucks because yeah. there were seats open, and I was like, beautiful. that looks like a great chair for Sarah. No, 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 no. Oh. I honestly, that was being I, beautiful. I was under, like, beautiful wisteria, free snacks, plush mm. couches, I dark, quiet at yes. the end of a long day. I was like, yeah, I live. I actually live here now, and I actually <laughs> am not too upset that I didn't get to see Alan. There was a little theme. Value, perfect. Sure. There was yeah. a little theme of like there were a couple appointments where one of us ended up being that like mom drops off kids at school. Where mm. I'm like, okay, you play your game, and I'm gonna sit in the back. I can still see you, and like that. That was like me and Leah when um, Sarah was playing Final Fantasy. I'm like, I would like to be in it. Like, I didn't like know you guys were room. still there. Yeah. they just dropped me off, and they were like, okay, well, I'll we wanted you. We didn't want you to feel like we were hovering, you know. So like, <laughs> mom and dad went to the back and just. <laughs> out for a while <laughs> while uh the square enix pr guy gave us some waters which was very generous also thank you like i'm dying awesome. uh, like, would you like the sprite that i don't want that i've been lugging around for eight hours in my bag no okay i know that you all feel cool and accomplished and everything but you should know that but myself and thousands of people right now are just screaming like we want to go to there like that that all sounds so fun everyone's jealous of you is what i'm trying to communicate just as a what reminder yeah okay uh, it was really fun We're our really job is really cool like but it mm-hmm. is genuinely like i really want to heavily emphasize that this was a great experience but also it was especially combined with the travelogue yeah, because yeah. of nintendo this was a lot of work but it was very fun <laughs> and i do love my job but at the same time Love doesn't get my voice back. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this was like, do you <laughs> have you not seen Little Mermaid? It literally does. And it's funny because, like, it's such a, whenever anything would happen to us, whether it's like me losing my voice or like Leo not feeling well, it, it was always just a funny question. It's like, what do you think it is? Is it the working the eight hour days and then sleeping only five and eating almost nothing and drinking alcohol? Yeah, yelling over people it? for the other six mm-hmm. hours. Of yeah, you're like, <laughs> what, what got Leo sick? Was it the Frito pie at the Microsoft mixer? Like, was it drinking the LA tap water? Like, we'll never know. Sir, can you please, can we get take a second for the tap water thing? Because that thing, I lost my mind. Is it about the murder? let leo down when we were at the very end of the entire trip leo was like i think i was just like reminiscing about things that i did and didn't like about la and i was like yeah and it's too bad you like really can't drink the tap water here and leo looked up and he went you're not supposed to drink the tap water and he holds up this like nalgene bottle and he's like i haven't been chugging this from <laughs> the tap every day in that moment i'm sorry leo i failed you i should have said something <laughs> Wait, why can't you drink the LA tap water? It's just not um, as good quality. Like, it's not as good. Apparently, from good, other apparently, but it's water. and then that's when I found out that apparently y'all got like tap water coming out of the Himalayan mountains or something. Like, you yep. have like good tap water. We don't like, know what to do with all we this share water. It with we share Canada over here in Minnesota. Yeah, so yeah. that's pretty good. But we need to do a taste test when I come back because I didn't know that y'all have like this bomb tap water. And I mean, I bring LA tap water <laughs> from my 
place and now you, we can do a taste test. Yes. It's and we'd make legal pizza to drink the oh, LA tap water. Mm, That's God. how they describe it. It's legal. Wait, but the also, tests that they used to test are really old. So. I have a question for Leo and Sarah because we never actually debriefed this on any of the content. When I told you how bad our pizza was, like, did you really believe me? And like, what was your take when you ate the no, we pizza? Believed it. That was bad pizza. Yeah, I mean, that's wait, you shot the long line for. Think I was at overselling how bad our pizza was. Wait, did you bring no. them to like a terrible pizza place just to prove your point? Or what's no, going on? Here? No, the longest line at <laughs> Summer Game Fest was that? for <laughs> the pizza. Ben, how dare you? <laughs> wait, so Summer Game Fest pizza was trash pizza? That's not great. Oh, that's a shame. But that's and we waited a long time for it too. That's L.A. I, I refuse to believe that, Janet. And maybe it's because I have the tongue of a moron, but like, there's going to be good pizza in LA. It's very place to place. that are good. Right. You can That's find, here's the thing. You can find a slice of pizza that you, I could probably give you a slice of pizza and you'd be like, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah. But unlike a lot of places like in the Midwest or in the country, you can't just go up to any pizza place and be like, oh, I want some pizza. Mm-mm. You might get some real bad pizza. You can't just go anywhere. You got to you gotta search it out. Versus like, you know, when we were in Minnesota and you're like, oh, I'm going to get a pizza place from like whoever knows wherever. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you can do that. And it doesn't like matter if you know. You can go sight unseen to get pizza in like Minnesota or Chicago or wherever. You got to do your sight research. Sight unseen in, in California, you're rolling those dice. Okay, like, and those, okay. Those, they're, and they're not weighted in your favor. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> that's the thing. I'll be damned. Uh, hey, uh, Sarah, can we talk about Final Fantasy 16 a little bit? We, we can. Did you play the demo yet? No, I haven't played the demo yet. It lost in the oh. new show plus poll. And so I, I mean, they wow. can't be like, it's coming out so soon. I don't know if I want to start the demo and then have a kid and have my life flipped upside down and then not get back to it. You should play it. the demo, have your kid and then go back and be like, and see if you're the same person. Do you look at oh, Clive differently? Do you look at that right. little kid who keeps getting his face splattered with blood differently? <laughs> Now that you're in every Clive trailer, like know. we need to, it's like I think it's a fun litmus test. We don't have enough of dads reflecting on how they view games differently now. You're right. I you're think right. You can really pave the way in that way. You can this be is, the first person. You can break that glass ceiling, Ben. This is the direction for Min Max moving forward. Absolutely, daddy stuff all the time. Um, no, so you is mm, the that's demo. A thing, but. Oh, interesting. Hmm? Is the demo you played at Summer Game Fest different from the public demo? People are saying that your progress carries over yeah. from the demo that's out now, and the demo that I played was not beginning of the game. Okay. Mm. Uh, Sid was there, so I think it was a different demo. Um, what happened was we were loitering around Square Enix, the area that they were in, and some guy comes up to us and he's like, do you want to play Final Fantasy 16? And I'm like, what did you say? And he's like, do you guys want to play Final Fantasy 16? And I was like, where? And they had it in the back room. They had like five TV set up in the back room and like a really low lit area. Like again, more speakeasy vibes. Um, and they like plop me down in the chair. They're like, play the tutorial play this little bit of the demo like and they were like for judges consideration wink wink and mm-hmm. i was like what's a judge i didn't know i was a judge when mm-hmm. i played it so you couldn't really sway me um <laughs> i was having i was having a lot more fun with the action like the actual gameplay than i thought i would uh i think it was really they they were like uh, we gave you a little bit i had more abilities than i should have had at okay. this point of the game yeah they had me a little beefed up a little bit um, and I thought that I was doing really well. Like, I thought that I was nailing it. Like, I could see the Final Fantasy XIV influences. Like, the yeah. combat was really fun. Um, dodging felt really, I don't know, rewarding and stuff like that. And then after, like, this, like sitting there for 30 minutes, the guy comes up and he's like, do you know about, you know, the accessories? And I was like, oh, like, the accessories that, like, make it easy? Baby mode, yeah. It turns out I had been wearing those. <laughs> they had it on my character. And I looked at him and I was like, you lied to me? <laughs> You lie. I thought that I was like 
I was like, this guy is so impressed right now with my skills. Like, I am just nailing this. I'm no, I like, it goes into slow motion when I get hit because I'm reacting. Yeah. <laughs> I was just absolutely kitted out on absolute baby oh, mode. No. I was just like, oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Um, but, but it was cute because the only thing that I, you know, it was fun. But, like, if you get lost, you can press a button and Torgo will tell you where to go. Because I kept getting turned around in all the battles. So you can call Torgal and he'll be like, this way, idiot. And I'm like, thanks, buddy. That is good. I like so, having that. Who needs the dead space I'm not sold thing? on, like, the story yet okay. or on Clive as a main character yet. But, like, the gameplay, at least on whatever baby mode I was on, yeah. felt pretty good. People are red hot on the demo. Everyone who's played it's like, ooh, I regret starting it even because I want to keep playing it because it's so damn good. I got to say, the greatest PR that uh, this game has had so far for 16 is, like... Uh, the main voice actor for Clive, Ben, I forget his full name, but he's been going on, making the rounds on the podcast. Like he's on Bombcast, he's over at Easy Allies, he's on Kind of Funny. He's the most charming damn guy. And it's just like, it turns out I'm just a simpleton for like, if a voice actor comes in and like knows their stuff when it comes to gaming, it's like, all right, I suddenly respect this dude so much more. Like he's just like a hardcore Final Fantasy VIII fan. He was talking about playing Chained Echoes. It's like, all right. You know what? I will feel better playing 16 knowing that the voice actor played Jane Echoes from December of last year. So hats off to Square. If they're lining it up or if just the actor is on his own crusade to just try and convince people this 11th hour to check out Final Fantasy 16. But, uh, we'll, Do you like voice actors more than actors? or what's? I was going to ask. Is there a difference there? there? Well, I've never thought about it. I mean, I guess if like blowhardy Hollywood actors, if they also played Jane Echoes, I'd probably be more interested in them overall. So if- if Chris Pratt in that Game Informer interview had said yeah. Chained Echoes is my favorite game. Wouldn't you be like, hey, Chris Pratt, I think, right? That would have been cool. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you'd be like, now I'm happy all these people on YouTube are saying I look like them. Suddenly it's a badge of honor for you. Yeah, yeah. right. Instead uh, of a Tetris is pretty cool. Instead of a Tetris is pretty cool? That was, yeah, that's an impression of their answer. Tetris oh, is pretty good. Oh, oh, oh every what's actor. That, what's that one with uh, Mario? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> eh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about 16 uh, more in the future. We did not get a review code, um, so it'll probably still be some early impressions if we have it uh, next week at all, but... Uh, Look live. I won't be sharing my impressions. There'll be a mystery black box for months and months, but you'll get to hear everybody else's. Um, so there we go. That's 16. That's coming up next week. Good Lord. Um, what else we got? Who's got something they want to shout out? Um, I got Lisfanga, the Time Shift Warrior, yeah. a game that is really hard to remember the name of. I don't know how you pulled it off. Did you have it written um, down and you're reading it directly? Uh, yes, you I did to. open the Steam page so I could read Lisfanga, the Time Shift Warrior. Smart. So... Uh, apologies to Sandor Studio because that's got to be an uphill battle for them, the makers of the game. This is a Quantic Dream published game. Yeah. Um, I checked out a couple different Quantic Dream games, uh, two that I can talk about, one that I can't, and this is the one that stuck out. So it works out. If, if I may, I, I want to hear about more about Lisvanga, but Quantic Dream, I know we're not the biggest fans of the studio in general, but like, I feel like, is it worth dipping back and just be like, hey, they seem to be well, know what they're doing when it comes to publishing games? Because like Under the Waves also sure. looked really damn good. It's mm, like, oh. Quantic- but it wasn't. Sorry. Oh, is that right? Say. I didn't oh. like it. Oh, okay. That was bad. Yeah. Okay. That was like a cool but it did look, But it game. did look good. It looked good in that trailer. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, that appointment was like, I don't know. I don't want to sound mean, but I, when I was playing Under the Waves, I was like, damn, man, I wish like someone else was here with me to like kind of just passed that's the how i like, felt I, playing 2d sonic all by myself yeah like i looked around and i'm like <laughs> someone's gotta bail me out and, and someone it was like it was just rough anyway but let's say time show was really good yeah for quantic dream the whole thing is like quantic dream has always um been like 
problematic fave for me where yes, there's like a lot of problems with the studio and like, I'm not gonna lie, Detroit Become Human is a very layered game. Once you move out of the era that it came in and realize like, this isn't nearly as like progressive. You know, it's very, it's the crash of video games. You watch it again and then you're like, this wasn't as progressive as I thought it was. The crash like, of video weird. games is like, exactly, that's the perfect way to talk about Detroit Become Human, yes. Yeah, it's like, Detroit Become Human, yeah, it's like, that's all, it's a problematic fave game. Where sure. Like, if I say I like Detroit Become Human, I gotta couch it so that you don't think that I think the things that it puts it's out fine. there. It's fine, I'm like, I don't agree with a lot of the content, but like, I kind of liked, what well, my favorite character was a cop character. It's a problematic fave game, you sure. know? Like, I'm like, look, does ACAB have to include Connor? Because I kind of like Connor. Like, but Liz Vanga! I know. It's a whole thing. Um, I could talk about Determined Crime Human for a long time, but Liz Vanga's Hampshire Warrior, I really want to highlight this. This became kind of my, I'm like, this is my tastemaker game. I was like telling everybody about it as soon as oh. I got out of it. Because um, I genuinely wanted more people to play it. I loved it. So you probably saw this game at Summer Game Fest, but you also probably sort of forgot you saw it because I think it was sort of, mishmash between a lot of trailers mm -hmm. they did show it at the sh like the big like keely summer game fest yeah nick cage was their thing um and when i saw it i was like oh i don't know it looks okay like it did that thing where like they showed the art and they showed the game and it kind of looked different so i was like mm, i don't know whatever then i played it and holy cow i love this game it sort of has that top down semi-angled perspective that you get from a game like hades right um it has a bit of like time travel make copies of yourself thing so it did feel a little bit like um leah what's the name of that vr game that you guys like where you make the the clock last clock winder the last clock winder it's not nearly as intricate as what the last clock winder sounds like but it sort of has a little bit of that dna of you do something so that your clone goes back and do and does it so that you can continue so basically the setup of the game is it's hack and slash but with a tactical twist to it so when you approach like essentially a battlefield in the area you have these different enemies everyone's standing still you can kind of zoom around the way you can in a game like you know mario plus rabbits or other tactics games and kind of think about what you're going to do um essentially you can make like i forget how many number but copies of yourself and you can do actions for like a set amount of time so uh i'm gonna make up the time just for sake of conversation let's say it's 60 seconds right it's like okay for 60 or 30 seconds or whatever i can kill as many enemies as i can and then i can either let the clock run out or i can you know hit end on my turn that's a copy of myself that's going to do that now i'm going to go up another area and i'm going to do the same thing make another copy of myself do it so you basically set it up so you have these copies of yourself running through combat and then you finish it as your real self and then that that area is done now the question that i first had was like okay i mean i could do it but like can i just do it all as myself anyway like what's the point yeah the point is there are enemies as you progress and even in my short demo time that will sort of make you recontextualize the mechanics, which is my favorite shtick of any game. I think more so than adding new abilities, recontextualizing the mechanics through good game design to me is the core of what makes me enjoy video games. So this does that a bit with stuff like those, there's an enemy where it's like two twin brothers, they're linked together and you have to kill them at the same time for them to really die. So it's like, now you're thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna send one clone out and then I'm gonna go, I gotta wait for the clone to kill him so I can kill him at the same time as the clone. And then that's one of my runs and then you run it back and then you're doing other stuff. That sounds cool. We have another, we have another enemy that, um, they have like a shield and in order to kill them, you have to have someone in front hitting them and then you come from behind to kill them. So it's like another use case of the clone. But then there's like another ability where it's like, if you get your ultimate, you can just one shot that guy. So there's like so many cool layers of strategy. And admittedly, I rarely got like, there's like bonus objectives for time. And I'm like, I rarely got like best time. Cause I was a little bit 
slower with figuring it out, but I totally got the like, man, like as soon as I did something, I'm like, I want to run that and do that more efficiently. And the, um, member of the team that I was with, whose uh, apologies, like the name and specifics of me of like who it was, like, I'm sure I have the business card somewhere or something. They were also really great at like talking me through sort of what the game offers and offering tips. And it was just like a really fun, like candid conversation about the game. And yeah. I just really loved this title. And this That's was cool. the title that I, I signed up for sight unseen, um, a peek behind the curtain, a good amount of titles that we got like emailed about when we were making the appointment, it would say unannounced game because yeah. it gets announced at the showcase. So I just had to sign it up. And sometimes that doesn't work out well because it's like, if it's like, I don't know, a fighting game, like I'm not going to know how, when I signed up for Mortal Kombat by accident, like that, I wouldn't have <laughs> taken that. And it's not because I right, hate right, Mortal right. Kombat. I'm just not going to say anything interesting about it. Sure. Yeah, so Janet was, and I both signed up for Mortal Kombat under oh, unannounced yeah. Warner mm -hmm. Bros. game. Oh, and yeah. we yeah. had... Scribblebots 5, of course. I know, and we just <laughs> went and like we duked it out, and it was a little bit awkward, but we made the best of the sure. situation. But anyway, let's take a time shift warrior. Check it out. Like, Look at the gameplay. Like, Glance at what it has to offer. I feel like in a way, like, even though it, it does sound specific, like hack and slash tactics, I feel like this is a game anyone can enjoy because it's simple enough at its baseline. Like, the combat isn't too taxing, but it's just fun to sort of set up these solutions and, like, play with the area. Um, I just love this game. It yeah. was, like, one of my favorite things that I played. So oh, that's shout sweet. out to that game. Lis Fanga. It's in the description mm -hmm. if you want to see the exact spelling and all that uh, good stuff there. Um, Sarah, you mentioned it briefly. I'm curious. We were watching the reveal and we're like, ooh, is Sarah going to be into this or not? Uh, Sonic Superstars. Because it's a, it's a 3D model of Sonic just in a it's 2D game. It's not a 3D Sonic You're game. You're in 3D space. Don't offend me. <laughs> so no go? You're not interested? I played it and it, you know, I have the same issues with it that I do with every 2D Sonic game where it's like the minute you start to go fast, you'll like run into something that you didn't see coming and now suddenly you're really slow and you have to right, like back check to get right. fast again. Um, I did some Sounds boss awesome. battles. I get hit once, so I'll lose all my rings, get like five, get hit again, suddenly no rings. Um, Good gameplay. But if you like that, if you like 2D Sonic games, you'll probably like this. I thought he was a little... He wasn't as like snappy to control as I thought he would be. This it is... seemed like the way he was facing really controlled how he moved more, so you couldn't do a lot of like quick movements with him. This and that seems weird for Sonic. I'm totally with you. I saw the trailer and was like, he looks a little sluggish, our Sonic boy in Sonic Superstars. But at the same time, I I love these nerds on the internet. They did like frame by frame physics comparisons of this and Sonic Mania, which you know the Sonic mm -hmm. fans are like, well, Sonic Mania is as good as it gets. That's it, cream of the crop. And it's one for one. It's like exactly really? the same physics as Sonic Mania. Maybe like the top speed is different or something like that. But then the wild thing too is Christian Whitehead, who led the development on Sonic Mania, he was on Twitter being like, I can't go into details, but like it makes sense that the Sonic Mania engine would work well in 3D or with 3D models. Like, So he was implying, I guess, that like they converted that engine or they had plans to convert it. So somehow he was lending more credence to the idea that it's going to control a lot like Sonic Mania, but I agree. It looked a little a little slowish, but yeah, what the hell do I know? My, like, personal theory is that this is just, like, Japan being like, we can make our own Sonic Mania and have it be yes. popular. Like, it's not just because, you know, like, they did it better. Like, we are Sega. Like, we can make a Sonic Mania. And it's like, just make Sonic Mania too. Like, maybe what made <laughs> it feel sluggish was just the art style. Could be. Wasn't as, like, snappy as Sonic Mania was. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know why this feels like they're just trying to prove something yeah. over Sonic Mania, but like, if you like 2D Sonic games, I definitely want to hear your opinion on this. Because yeah, I sat down her. and I was just like, 
that got 45 minutes. May I be excused? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We have uh, last episode, I think of the podcast or one before that we're talking about, like, it's weird that they're not announcing who's making this thing. They're not saying Sonic team, but since then it's come out that it's uh, being developed by Arzest, who's like an old school Japanese company, but their last game was Balan Wonderworld. Which I understand it's too easy to be like, Now I understand why I didn't say it was developing I it. think that's exactly Wouldn't it. Wouldn't you like it's... rename the company after that? <laughs> just torture to the ground? and be wow. like, we're Xfinity now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not that fair to say, oh, it's going to be as crappy as Bound Wonder World. But like, you know, that's just uh, what the talent worked on last. But this is a completely different type of game. So you never know. But uh, okay. What about, um, hey, what about you guys? What about Leo? I, I thought this was, yeah. what's that? Yeah, I've got something. Yeah, lob it up, dude. Oh, uh, the game Wayfinder. I really thought that you were misremembering the name Viewfinder when you said you wanted yeah. to talk about wow. this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's the new Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds. We always get one each yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my recollection of this is this game showed a trailer at the Game Awards last fall. And it was after a bunch of mid-trailers. And I it broke me. And I said, what am I supposed to say about this trailer? <laughs> right. loot game. Yes. It's like it yeah. kind of looks like a Blizzard game. The art style is kind of big armor. I, I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's like, it's just hard to t- tell what's cool about a game in a trailer that doesn't really have any gameplay. Even if it does, it's like pretend gameplay, you know? But getting my hands on it, it was my game of the show. I, c- I kept thinking about it. I was dying to play more. Wow. It's... This- it's a it's Airship Syndicate. We should point out who's like Joe Mad, his studio from Battle Chasers, uh, the kind of visionary, the art director for uh, the Dark series. And their last game was Ruined King, that League of Legends game that was good. It's just nobody talked about it enough. Like one of those games I started, I was like this game's really well done. I'll get back to you yeah, later. Solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is their new thing. But I'm sorry, Leo. The floor is yours. No. Yeah. The basics. The first thing that got me interested was I picked a random character, which was the brute lady. And the nuances of her controls were telling me, oh, there's they're doing something interesting here. Because it's you've got your buttons, you hold R1, and you've got your abilities that are on cooldown or whatever. But for her, they're like wrestling theme from her backstory in the arena. And she's like building hype for this imaginary crowd that she's like hearing cheering for her in the gameplay and each ability you can like fire quickly or hold and you'll do like an extended version of it there's like a three hit combo that you can do fast or you can hold it and hit once and then like hype up the crowd she like turns around (laughs) and does this like taunt animation that taunts enemies and makes them attack you and then finishes it off with like stronger damage and it it felt really cool and was such a cool idea with so much personality i also really liked that the loot mechanics are for like accessories, trinkets and things that boost you, but your weapons are and I believe armor are fully just you pick one you want to try, any character can use any weapon and you just level it up from using it, which I think is great. I don't dislike loot games across the board, but it can be kind of tedious, tiresome, intimidating, and this felt like a good measured implementation of it. And of course, it's got roguelike stuff. You know I love that. Procedurally generated dungeons with materials that you're collecting and using to fuse together to get a random modifier of like there's going to be poison enemies now and there's this like special orb you have to worry about i know you don't like orbs hansen but there was a cool orb okay um orbs are the star of the show it was like one of the themes of fsgf is that right (laughs) yeah immortal i actually met an orb while i was out there (laughs) oh congratulations are they fan (laughs) (laughs) um so this is an mmo then no 
Steam says it is. I don't. It, oh, then yes. According of course. To, well, according to the Steam <laughs> tags, if you can trust those. Oh, the tags versus the description of like the thing. Because I don't know, like the tags. I'm not sure. It is it is party based. The 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 like multiplayer functionality that they told me about yeah. was player housing, which does sound like an MMO, but it's yeah. kind of in its own area, it seems. And player housing being expanded into player neighborhoods where like maybe they'll do guilds too, but the they're they're booting up with your version of booting up with your friends as you all have houses in the same neighborhood. That's cool. Which I just immediately got me so excited. I think that's so underdone is player housing and the neighborhood thing sounds so fun. Man, it's so weird. Again, we're not making this a kid's podcast, but like playing a lot of games with my nephews recently, like it's fascinating playing new games with them because they're so in a Minecraft mold. They do not care about a game unless you can have a house. Like playing Forza Horizon 5, they're like, where's our house? Let's go buy another house. It's like, oh, Forza Horizon 5, you can go buy a house. And it's like, that is a cooler perspective on gaming. Just Minecraft has taught you that gaming is about finding a house and going on adventures from that house. And it's like, turns oh, out it's The important. real world definitely isn't about finding a house, that's for sure. Because well, the move out of, has, it's like time 16 from the 90s. So. Yeah, well, move out of LA and then uh, you can live like a queen, Janet. And you can drink I can't water. Get a house here. Be dead. <laughs> well, that's that's why it's a fantasy, though. That's right. Yeah. Uh, turns out just... the, 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 the ability to be somewhere interesting and have a house. Like, <laughs> that's right. Hang on. What are you saying about Minnesota? Anyways, uh, they describe it as an online action role playing game. Is their official wording for what uh, Wayfinder is? But that's cool. I'm glad you liked it, Leo. Yeah, and the Would art style was like that? had a little more going for it. You know, it was like this is a world I could see spending a lot of time in. Yeah. What were we saying, Sarah? I didn't even know that that was at the show. Yeah, like, the entire the time, like corner. we were just like disappearing places and coming back, and it'd be like, "Where were you?" It's, it's like, like oh, the I was thing. Playing <laughs> What's going on out there? Game, yeah. Suspicious. Uh, okay. Uh, ooh, uh, Haunty Sarah. We haven't talked about yet. Um, we talked Haunty about it. Haunty is just the best looking game at the show. Interesting. Mm. Like hands down, I am a sucker for any kind of like art, well executed art style. The colors were beautiful. Yeah. The game was beautiful. Like, I I didn't see the Day of the Devs. I know it was in the Day of the Devs, mm-hmm. and I, like, totally missed that. So I went in completely blind, um, and I played the beginning of the game, which is sort of where you start out, I think, as a little ghost, and it's, it's a more chill stick shooter. So you're kind of exploring, like, very chill. You can haunt things, kind of like the Super Mario Odyssey cap. Okay. You'll like go onto a pillar as the ghost, and then you can rip it down onto enemies. Um, just very cool, like very slow start, and then they introduce you to your little buddy, and I am like such a sucker for a little buddy, and it's like you and this little other little ghost, and you're going through the game together. And I was like talking to the devs, I was like, okay, but like you can't take this little buddy away from me. <laughs> I'm emotionally attached, and yeah. if I lose little buddy, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And they were like. Can you play for another uh, twenty seconds? Actually, because like my time was up, and they're oh, like, no. oh, wait, you're, "You're not. You're actually not done yet." Um, and it was just this beautiful artistic rendering, and like my little buddy was like going to heaven, and I was getting like ripped down to hell. And there's just like really emotional scene where they're like holding on to each other's oh, hands, no. and the music's just going. And, like, the chains just keep trying to pull you down. And I was literally, like, tearing up. Oh, no. And this is, like, day one Summer Games Fest. I was just, like, <laughs> devastated watching it. And I I didn't realize it was in the trailer. It was a little bit of a spoiler. But I was just 
completely and emotionally obliterated within oh, the first no. 10 minutes of Summer Game Fest. Um, and then they were like, by the way, we did all the art in Procreate, which is that iPad app for drawing. That's and cool. I was like, oh. what the hell? Oh, that's sweet. And then I went away and I was like, I need to leave because I'm tearing up a little bit at the loss of my little buddy. <laughs> and I will not be emotionally recovering from this for a while. Okay. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, it was shown, yeah, during Day of the Devs. But yeah, Haunty, Haunt II is how you spell that thing. We talked about it a little bit. We did, um, for Nisha Plus this week, we had people from the community like write in or call in to share their picks for like hidden gems from uh, Summer Game Fest. So we talked about it a little bit there. That's in the bonus podcast feed if you want to hear 27 other games that flew under the radar that we haven't hit up here. But also, uh, full disclosure, it's always one of those things like, I guess we should mention this that like, what, I am 8 bit was heavily involved in Summer Game Fest, like designed the entire layout and stuff like that. And they, they do support us in a big way, but but we're unrelated beyond that. Um, is that, I mean, game of the show for you, Leo? It's Haunty? Well, yeah, Leo, it's Wayfinder. Haunty for all of us? A Haunty? Is it really number one for you, Sarah? I think so. Wow. Nice. And then, it was so, sweet. I liked it. Yeah, Janet. And then yours is Liz Fonga? Game of the show. Ah, this Sure. Yeah, you don't gotta. You don't gotta. Why not? Let's have fun with it. This doesn't mean anything. Yeah, let's make it with Fongo. Why not? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mine means a lot. Yeah. And it's Wayfinder. But I also am really excited for Assassin's Creed Mirage, but we didn't see anything more than the gameplay that got shown. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Got, shown, got me hyped. Um, yeah, there's a ton more stuff uh, that we can talk about. Um, and the plan is to talk about it on the next episode of Party Chat, which is our Patreon-exclusive podcast, which uh, is up every Monday if you're a $5 Patreon supporter. And so the plan is Janet's going to host this one because I will be out um, and then unpack everything else that has been covered. Hang on, Janet. Did you just get haunted in your room? You look terrified. Um, Isaiah slammed down on his desk to do what I think is killing a fly or something. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, oh, real quick. Um, did anybody sit through the demo for Armored Core 6? Did we get invited to that? Mm-mm, no. We Come get invited. No. Armored Core 6, I know you're listening to this fan, fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, hit us up. I yeah. think, well, though, yeah. I don't know if we had the most Armored Core-centric crew to begin with, admittedly. Well, so. Leo knows no. it pretty well. We did that new show plus. Yeah. We maybe could have weaseled our way in, but then it's like, what if they give us a quiz on... I know. <laughs> it's one button you it's press It's going to be those Mortal Kombat water balls all over again, you know? Mm, I don't no. want to live through that again. Like, Ooh. We politely declined our Mortal okay, Kombat Okay, is it... What? Debate. Is it That's is it good extra life feel, you idiots. What are you doing? Well, what it doesn't take it back like, like a million home. miles away? Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, because so we got there and then they were like, oh, like, if you take a like, if you take a seat where there's a water bottle there, you get to have the water bottle. And we're like, no, we're OK. Thank you. And they're like, don't your water bottles up front. And it's like, I don't didn't like I don't like Mortal Kombat. Like I was only <laughs> here because you had a like a non, th- you know, is that is it rude? Was it rude to reject the swag? Should we have taken it and just left it somewhere? Like, I don't know. I, but. I truly couldn't have brought it home. It's I truly didn't have okay. room. Okay, that's fine. Uh, hey, Sarah, do I you know? I also denied a Foam Stars duck, and that's something I would have wanted. So I was making I tough have the calls. Foam Stars I have duck, one, and I I'm kept so offering it, it to Leo, and he kept d- denying me. What a I gentleman. have your duck, Leo. Uh, whatever whatever y'all don't want is good for Extra Life. Just in November for the whole charity auction, all that stuff. But uh, Let's see. Hey, Sarah, do you know how this whole thing operates, this whole thing that we're doing right now? Patreon.com slash minmax leo vader uh that's right patreon.com slash minmax with two n's everybody hey can i be honest with the three of you um, is it yeah. about how you don't like our there, logo actually there's no ads <laughs> <Shut> up, <Sarah. laughs> 
<laughs> that was a community meetup exclusive. Um, no, I just wanted to be honest and say I like this episode. It's fun. It's fun to have you all unpack all these things and be jealous of the event you all got to go to. Anyways, uh, the whole reason this thing exists is because people go to patreon.com slash minmax with two ends and they find the tier that's right for them and they unlock exclusive benefits over there. So you can check out that link. We put that link everywhere. It's in the description here if you want to help support this program. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you as well to some of our biggest supporters. Just in case you don't know who they are, uh, it's HelloFresh, everybody. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that that is why, Leo, of course, it is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh, everybody, check it out. They, um, because uh, we run ads for them on the podcast, they send us like boxes, but they only send us every quarter. And every time we don't have HelloFresh in the fridge, I do feel this feeling of like, do I need to get HelloFresh on top of the free supply of HelloFresh that we have? You sold it's yourself. So... Oh my God. That's you how, expecting. That's right. And that's why truly, Janet, they are America's number one meal kit. Um, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious calorie smart and protein smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes as well. You can get farm to table quality with every HelloFresh box. HelloFresh's seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and they travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor in every single bite guaranteed. So you can go to HelloFresh.com slash MinMax16 and use code MinMax16 for 16 free meals plus shipping. 16 free meals. That's like a lifetime's worth of food. That's like three days worth of meals. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MinMax16. Use the code MinMax16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Thank you, HelloFresh. Also, thank you, of course, to Stamps.com. Uh, everybody's favorite. Kelsey uses it all the time for Pink Gorilla. Janet Garcia is all in on stamps.com. Janet, just today, I went to the post office and I felt like, what am I doing with my life? I could have a post office inside of my house if I just use stamps.com. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, I I support from afar. I don't do enough business to to have stamps.com, but like, I support stamps. So I was like, when I saw this coming through, I was like, yeah. And then Kelsey uses it genuinely all the time. It's like, that's her thing that she like pushes to a lot of people because it's so useful to her yeah, and her business. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. Um, and so, you know, they emphasize like, hey, everything's kind of going digital. You order a lot of stuff, it comes in. Why not uh, bring your world of shipping a little bit digital as well? Why stick to old school mailing and shipping, they want you to question in your own life. Uh, wh- if you mail or ship often, let stamps.com do the hard part for you. You can simply print postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's ready to go in minutes. No long lines or complicated setup required. Uh, They have amazing partnerships with USPS and UPS for unbeatable rates up to 84% off. They've been around for 25 years. They've been around for 25 years for a reason. Just like all of us, we've been around for that long for a reason because we're Mm -hmm. effective. So you can avoid the hassle. Get started with stamps.com today. You can sign up with promo code MINMAX. Leo, I know your headphones just went back on. You can sign up for promo code MINMAX if you want for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, enter code MINMAX. There is a link in the description, everybody. Check it out, stamps.com. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Do you mind just repeating all that just because I was in the bathroom? Yeah, absolutely. Stamps.com. You know, like when you go to the post office and it's like, oh, I wish I was in here. Yeah. Well, just go stamps.com. You can bring that post office inside of your office. What do you think of that? Oh, I'm listening. And then keep listening because have you ever heard of Miracle Brand Sheets? 
I'm still listening. Okay. Well, you know, like when you go to sleep at night and sometimes you're like, these sheets, too hot, too smelly, no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Okay, well, that's that's what Miracle Brand's all about. They're here to help you out. They have self-cooling properties in these Miracle Brand sheets for better quality sleep. They use silver-infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA. Miracle-made sheets are thermoregulating <clears throat> and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, all night. All night. So you better get better sleep every night, Every night they say. Uh, they're also self-cleaning. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving, leaving, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresher mm-hmm. three times longer than other sheets. And honestly, the 0.3% of bacteria that are still there, those are the good bacteria. Yeah. You want you want to be you want to have the them probiotics in, your bed. in my sheets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really cool. No fluff. That's right. Luxurious comfort and quality with Miracle Brand sheets. Personally, I'm probably going to be struggling to sleep in the near future. One thing I'm not worrying about is uh, my comfy sheets because they're Miracle Brand sheets. So you can go to trymiracle.com/minmax um, to try Miracle Made sheets today. And ooh, they say with Mother's and Father's Day right around the corner, this is the perfect way to give someone you love the gift of better and more luxurious sleep. Save 40% off and be sure to use our promo code MINMAX at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. As a wise man once said, Leo, don't forget to bring a towel. (laughs) Uh, Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash MINMAX. Use the code MINMAX to claim your free three towel set and save over 40% off. <laughs> Try miracle.com slash minmax to treat yourself. Thank you to Miracle Brand Sheets and Miracle Made. And they thank send you. you any for your baby? No. Baby crib? No, but we don't even need a crib because we can just put the Miracle Made Sheets on the ground uh, in a little nest. <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And the baby will sleep like an angel in there. Thanks to NASA. Uh, also, thank you to our friends at iMateBit. They want you to know about the Red Lantern vinyl soundtrack, everybody, available in their wonderful online store. Um, you remember this? It was the uh, dog mushing game uh, from Timberline Studios. Well, the vinyl soundtrack is fantastic, and it's up in iMateBit's wonderful online store. You can go to that store. I promise you will find something that you like. Go there, and you can use the code the secret code national donut day no space and you can get 10 percent off everything in their online store that's under 100 just go to imapit.com look around at their store and i dare you not to be impressed you truly have to be a monster or you must hate gaming within your heart of hearts to go to their store and not just say damn it that's pretty cool you know what i do want that vinyl soundtrack i do want that special edition uh there is and say you hate gaming if you don't go to their store. I think that might be scientifically accurate. So iamapit.com, check them out. Help support them because they support MinMax in a big way. Help support uh, iamapit because every week they ship out a prize from their wonderful online store uh, to whoever submits the best question over on Patreon. If you support Independent Games Media, support us on Patreon, you can submit a question each and every week. We choose our favorite and they win a prize. And so this week, that person wins the Stray soundtrack. Double vinyl soundtrack. I made pitch. We'll just mail it to your freaking house. All the little songs with all the little songs about the cats. That's right. Uh, so you all it's cute, cute music. That's true. That's uh, so uh, remember every single person who sent in a wonderful question here, and then we can choose the absolute best one. Okay, ready for questions, everybody? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. They go something like this. Andy Wera writes in, and they say, "Now that you've all had the streams and you attended the event." Are you now more or less convinced that E3 will or even should come back? 
How are we feeling about our dear friend, our long lost friend? Back. People don't There's want to pay no that much chance. money. Yeah. And also, a lot of people want to do their own thing, even though, and even with, like, in the modern era, Nintendo Directs, PlayStation's state of play mixed with their showcases, that's a lot of a, in their own era, oh god, the truck, truck. truck's here. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's a lot of their own thing, so I just feel like the industry's moved away from it, and yeah. in some ways, that can be sad for certain experiences, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, keep it rocking, it's still a great time to cover games. It, it is weird. It feels like everybody's just like, you know what? It's not exactly E3, but this is about as good as you can do it right now for Summer Game Fest stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd imagine the publishers are happy. I'd be curious to see like how much Summer Game Fest just keeps growing as a result of just the growing faith. But it seems like every game there got their time in the spotlight. Like Mortal Kombat 1, it feels like was, you know, an Alan Wake, like something that maybe in the E3 venue would get drowned out. But it feels like they were really highlighted in a special way that's going to be nice for those teams. But... Leo, is there any spot for this legendary thing that you never never attended and never will? I do imagine them announcing E3's happening again next year, and then now that these press conferences that had no problem of attaching themselves to Summer Game Fest now would have to like choose which one. It's really hard to picture. Yeah. But I but I think I mean I it it sucks that there's no consumer facing side of it yep. for the for the consumers who want it, for sure. But I, I don't know what uh the industry is missing right now yeah i mean other than just you know there's the whole mess with the indie mix right where their venue shut down and the completionist invited everybody over to their place to to stream all that which is a cool little story but like maybe there's yeah. some venue just like oh can the public just go someplace and play a lot of indie games but i guess the answer I mean, is they that's can, just they can that's go just, to the mix the mix yeah. is a public event yeah i guess that's true yeah and this just kind of packs and so i think now with like two solid years under their belt, I think it's really tough for E3 to get back. Well, in especially any since way. E3 pulled out so late this year, right? A lot of publishers who had things that were going on had to scramble, and I think it's going to be hard to like get that trust back. Yeah, if at all, from publishers who literally had to like pivot hard and like redo their entire scheduling and like redo what they were going to show. Yeah, yeah. So, and there's like for the public, like there's a bunch of demos that seem now that it's easier to get demos. I feel like tacking on a bunch of demos to something like a Summer Game Fest would be kind of nice. Make it more of like an event. That'd be cool. Um, and then people who live outside of LA actually get to enjoy it for once. Yeah. Yeah. Also, HGF 2024 already got announced, which was kind of a lot to, like, I didn't need to see that. Are we invited? Yeah. Are we invited I hope so. back? I think we did a good job. Did My you? unbiased opinion is that we did a good job. Did anybody talk to Keeley? Did we see him? Saw him a lot. He, he appeared like a ghost. Yeah. Like a little haunty. But. Yeah, like a little haunty, but did not approach him. Didn't even mention your energy once? No, but the person at the Sonic booth actually did. What? She was like, is this weird? Like, you have amazing energy. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you this. You're not the first person that's ever told me that. So, you know. <laughs> Do you think like... I didn't you- say that. <laughs> that is weird. That Summer Game Fest, two years in a row, people are like, your energy? Like, what do you... There's something about you in LA you just radiate differently? <laughs> Sarah has great I energy. Do. Like, yeah, also yeah. differently, like... Yeah, have you met me? Yeah, yeah. like, it's funny because before we did this, like, I don't know, maybe this is too much to say, but, like, like, like Ben mentioned, like, how funny Leo is, which is true, and, like, Leo, oh, my God, Leo was killing it with, like, you could have Leo do a skit, and he would just knock it out of the park. What? So that is true, but, like, can we give some flowers to how funny Sarah is? It's ridiculous. Like, I am referencing, like, Sarah made so many... 
it's nonstop jokes between Sarah and Leo, really, and that's why, like, I had to go to a different zone where now I have to try to back out because like, I can't make everything a joke every two seconds. <laughs> but Sarah and Leo are just so effortlessly funny, and it's like, yeah, it's it is it is very much Sarah and Leo. That's not just discount myself, but you know, like Sarah's energy is so simply contentable. You know, it's just like <laughs> put a camera on Sarah, and it's funny every right. time. I know, and, like Sarah yeah. can just do stuff, and it's just like. I don't know. I love Sarah. So there you go. It Spoilers is for the vlog. <laughs> it is supernatural, Sarah. I I, I hope you're aware of it. It is bizarre. Like both no. you and Leo just have the ability of like, all right, you know, like when we went to see Summer Games on Quick and stuff, just like having full confidence. Like if I take my obnoxious camera and put it in someone's face, like especially for the two of you, it's like, I just feel like I'm in such good hands and something funny <laughs> will come out within seconds. And that is super rare because most people just look with a blank stare and say, get that thing out of my face, you monster. Uh, so thank you, too, for being funny. And Janet as well. This isn't just a Sarah and Leo show. Hey, man, I don't... I'm, I, Sarah and Leo are more personal than me. That's just, that's just facts. Like, okay. You're among the cult the cult followings within MinMax. Like, I feel like I do mention, like, <laughs> Leo, Leo and Jeffem a lot. Right. But Sarah has her own thing, especially with, like, the chaos of the Twitch streams and stuff. Like, yeah. Congratulations, Sarah. You've got your own thing. Thank you. Okay. I will say, yeah, Leo, uh, Leo made me, like, laugh out loud multiple times on this trip and just like keel over multiple times but part of that you're like is it because i've been at, on this trip and around these people for six days a little bit you know maybe. like i was mm-hmm. we were all a little punch drunk by the end of it yes we entered the loopy zone like evening two yeah <laughs> and then i like never came back like i'm still not back now that's why i'm like i don't know if we should be recording any of this sure. but mm. this is just how we are it's like a, i will yeah. literally have to watch the travelogue because i don't remember most of what happened oh it's gonna be so funny. Sure. certain things we've talked about have been like oh my god that was an eternity ago i can't believe I we know. Even- <laughs> oh, remember when the mix was canceled that feels like eight years ago yes, uh, yes, that we, we like found out and went through that all in the vlog oh yeah. fun mm-hmm. uh simon Kerwin writes in and says hey, hey min maxonians that's us uh with so many good games coming out and so many more to come which game do you know you're most going to regrettably skip out on that you probably won't go back to play we're talking like in this era in this zone release schedule is there something that already you're like i just i can't can you I feel like starfield Starfield for me looks too big. Like that yeah. looks like mm. it's going to be something I tackle during like games winter mm. when no games come out, but not in time to talk about it for Goaty because I assume everyone else is going to talk about it. Yeah, I I'm already stressed out just about like where we're at right now. Um, just uh, Diablo Four in particular, where I'm like, oh, I need to get to that. Yeah. Like I really like playing Diablo Three. I, I gotta get to it. I gotta get to it. And I started it up uh, the other day and started up a Necromancer build and all this stuff and. Maybe it just wasn't in the right mood, but it was like, you know, super early on, there's a cutscene of like people murdering a guy. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to look at this right now in my life. I'm going to go back and play Zelda. And yeah, I know that makes me a big old baby and I'm scared of Satan. Boo hoo hoo. I get it. Uh, but it's like, there's what part of me that's like, maybe I just won't it's get to Diablo 4. It's a healthy fear of Satan, you know? <laughs> it doesn't hurt you. Yeah, can't I, hurt. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'll get to it. I don't know if I'll go back in a big way, but we'll see what this guy does. Like. By the way, we're build twins. Ooh, nice. Necromancer. Yeah. Yeah. It seems fun. It seems fun. Uh, yeah, anything else that people... It is an interesting uh, fine line of, yeah, like I know it's pretty good and I would probably have a good enough time, but I'm not going to get around to it. I feel like that's... I don't think I'm going to get to Spider-Man 2. Really? Wow. I don't feel like I'm... I don't think I will. There's so much coming that that seems like it's going to be a, a softball to slip through the cracks in my life. Just knowing myself. 
Drake Heinhorst wrote in saying, Hey, Min Max, I'd like to officially request that you do the deepest dive for the biggest game of October 2023. That's Don't right. Leo needs to be on it. <laughs> I'm talking about Alan Wake 2. Drake says, in all seriousness, I know that Spider-Man 2 would probably get more views, but I would hate to see one of my favorite game franchises not get the coverage it deserves. Let me know what tier of Patreon I need to pledge to make it happen. P.S. If this does happen, you need a lore expert like uh, Michael Huber from Easy Allies to round out the crew. Um, that does sound fun. I, that is going to be a tough call, having Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2 so close together. Like, I can't guarantee we'll do a deepest dive on one of them, but it seems like we will, and making that choice is going to be tough. That's interesting. It's like it's very it's the it's a specific choice of reaching out to the niche or going for the for the broad. Yeah. But like, you know, niche, but still there would be an audience for Alan Wake too, but definitely. I I wonder, I mean, I have a lot of faith in our community. It feels like one that maybe we should do a poll for of like Patreon supporters cuz I could see Alan Wake 2 winning. And then if Spider-Man 2 wins, it's like we can't get yelled at. Interesting. You know, yeah. like I mean, no offense to like superhero stuff, yep. but well, also Alan Wake 2 feels like more, much more of a deviation than Spider-Man 2 is in terms of like the content and the mm-hmm. continued through line. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think probably just put it to the community, you know, because like, that's kind of the whole point, right? Like, yeah. I think there's always that fine line between you want the views and you want the clicks and you want that because it uh, inherently generate more money, which will generate more like getting bring more people on or pay the people you have more or maybe build more stuff, you know, like yeah. it all goes back into it. But if the point is to like, be alternative it's like now's yep. the time to get weird for the people who can't get weird like we got to do that even though i like two's not that weird but you know. yeah i know we're making it seem like some little indie game like it's like oh the super mainstream game that was like behind closed doors and all that but right. i'm not playing assassin's creed mirage i fear because it's coming in, in october mm. during all awake two and during spider-man Ooh. and all that that seems like a good slip through the cracks for me yeah as uh, someone new to the franchise too like mm, i don't know yeah yeah it's gonna be tough also I'm not, not burying old Spidey yet, but just thinking about the deepest dive on it. Like we did the game club back at Game Informer for the first Spider-Man and we did Miles Morales here. Like maybe we're kind of Spider-Manned out. We'll leave it, we'll leave it up to the community. Uh, let's I'm see. I'm already like concerned for the goatee talks this year because there's just so many like giant games. Yeah. I'm, I mean, from what we were talking about Summer Game Fest, I was like, I'm already, like, we already kind of know where we're leaning, and sure. it's not in the same direction on anything. Wait, we're not all Tears of the Kingdom? Lock and load? Good day? Ben. No. <laughs> Wait, really? Ben. What I like am I it missing? a lot, but it won't be my number one. I think, I think there's going to be a lot, but it'll be more of a split. Like, it'll probably oh, be my sorry. number one. Is this news to you? Yeah. This is genuinely a surprise. I thought it was going to be a thing that we all had to pretend <laughs> that, oh, no. This for the end of the year, Ben. Wait, what, Sarah? What is yours right now? Baldur's Gate three. Simon Elliot. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Classic. Sure. You're like I can roll over that easily. Oh, oh yeah, shot. we got it. Well, well at least at least we'll give have me the Kelsey treatment this year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Kelsey treatment is <laughs> reserved for new Kelsey. Even now, yeah. Kelsey's yeah, the blooms off the rose. We're gonna destroy Damn, her in those arguments wow. now. I feel like though that's that's we're we need. Um, easy road reparations then because we mm. never got that the first year like i came here the first year i don't think anyone was i like, know oh, like, what if you know like i was like oh god stop talking brother default too hey i'm no, a biggie boy rights and they say hey everybody was that you being nice to me brother default i think it was too? i think it was a little bit i think it was a little I bit i felt like well hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> you think nice is mean then because you didn't let it be on jeffum had to come and save that game from the trash. I don't remember exactly how it Run broke the tape. down, but Run the tape. Right. If that's you being nice, what's you being mean? You don't want to see. You don't want to see. Seventeen or something? 
What's that, Leo? Bravely Default. It was, was really like low, 80? yeah. Yeah. It, Maybe it's, 20. It, I think it was 20. I think it's it was literally not on. And then Jeff came back and was like, I think we should put this on because Janet yeah. really likes it. Yep. So, and, and Forza Horizon 5 didn't make the cut, which still kills me. But you know what? Their list. Their list. Who can say? Says the list maker. <laughs> hey. like, it's always the guardian of the key who's like, oh, <laughs> did you want to come in here and something here? You know? It's like, anyway, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm a biggie boy writes in and says, hey, everybody, uh, not enough love has gone to Leo for leading the deepest dive on Like a Dragon Ishan earlier this year. I quite enjoyed getting Yay. to hear about it from Sarah, uh, from him, Sarah and Jacob and Michael Hyam. Look at that. Thank you. Great crew on that one. Great crew. Check sure. it out, everybody. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I'm sure there's um, Yakuza slash Like a Dragon news uh, because that live stream is going up tonight. But obviously we haven't seen it yet. So sorry. But what's better than the subtitle Infinite Wealth? Isn't that just delightfully yes, weird? Yes, that's really good. Um, okay, let's see. Tom Blackburn writes in and they ask, is it even possible to catch up on the Like a Dragon slash Judgment slash Yakuza series at the rate they're releasing games? How long to beat has them averaging it 28 hours to go through the critical path and averaging 113 hours for a completionist run across all titles? At this rate, could they actually be turning people away from trying them by releasing so many of these things? Well, I think that's why they changed the name from Yakuza yep. to Like a Dragon. Because they wanted to give people a jumping on point now that they're getting such good press. And I think that's why they were like, uh, well, if we just like, you know, we rename it like and then they don't put numbers on it anymore. Like every like the Yakuza like a dragon infinite wealth. There's it's not called Yakuza 8. Yep. yep. Like a dragon 8. And I think that so people don't get intimidated because people aren't as familiar because we all know like Final Fantasy. They all have numbers on it, but they don't actually go chronologically. And that's just kind of like. You, we all kind of know that. Not maybe everyone, but most people. But for Yakuza, they do actually go chronologically. But that doesn't mean that you have to play every single one. Is what I've learned after playing six of them <laughs> chronologically. It is bananas. I'm very impressed. Uh, I mean, have you finished six yet? No, I'm on five, but I'm okay. counting zero. So I've technically played oh, six. Oh, confusing. Okay. So I'm yeah, stuck yeah, yeah. on five. Uh, Are, emotionally, honestly, will, morally, I'm stuck on five. Will I, you make it to infinite wealth in time? Uh, no, absolutely oh. Oh, not. Okay, I have okay. to make it through like a dragon first, and that's yeah. huge. It's pretty big. Yeah, it is. Um, they, yeah, I, 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 and then Gaiden, Gaiden, they that's coming the out one. too, and like that's after six. Yep. I feel like they're doing this on purpose. I I feel like they're targeting me. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely trying to capitalize, and they definitely could take the opportunity to uh, pare it down a little bit and make it more approachable. Like, that was their big opportunity with 7 and the big reset, but God, one of the biggest... Truly, I maybe I'm the only one who thinks this, but it feels like one of the biggest localization whiffs of all time. It's now called Like a Dragon. Like, what is that? It's a play on Like a Virgin, but it's Like a Dragon <laughs> no. because the guy from the old games is the dragon of Dojima, but you're not supposed to play those. You can start with this one. It's the Japanese name. But change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah, no, I see, I 100% see what Leo's saying with that, you know, yeah. like, they called it Yakuza, but it really doesn't have a lot to do with Yakuza, and then they called it like a dragon, but it's like more like symbolically like a dragon, and I don't know if like, the new guy's as much of a dragon, because yeah, he's not right. the dragon of Dojima anymore, so it's like. I Yakuza is such a better name, but I know they had other reasons for not wanting to continue being named after that. Yeah. Anyway. It, it is so tough. I and mean, we talked about it a little bit last week on the last episode, but it's like the franchise is doing so well, but I do feel like there is just like this weird confusion where they're like, hey, Yakuza like a dragon. Come on in. It's a great starting point. A lot of people did. And they said this rules. And now I think with Ishin and then Gaiden 
and now like a dragon infinite wealth it's like people are confused out there i think not it's, the it's people right listening to this being but, confusing, yeah. yeah right right but if you're listening to this you probably understand it but i think the casual fans even if they liked like a dragon or uh, yakuza like a dragon like yakuza 7 they're already like what 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 do i need to pay attention to now it's a little confusing it's uh, getting a little uh, kingdom hearts Oh, like, no. don't Story you utter those words? The Kingdom Hearts, Kiss the titles. Death. I'm starting that game like next month. I'm curious to see what you think of it. Uh, you can find out what I think about it by watching my Twitch stream or my YouTube ad. So. There it is. Twitch.tv slash. Twitch.tv slash Game Odysseys. YouTube.com slash Game Odysseys. I'm Game Odysseys everywhere. It's Game O N Y S U S. Beefcake. Always be selling. That's right. I was saying Min Max with two N's the whole weekend. You told Todd Howard. You told Todd Howard Min Max with two N's? I don't know if I told him to me I was the two ends. I think I just okay. said Min-Max. Ooh, but okay. I hit, but you but know, he I, said that he knew us. He kind right? of acted like he knew us. He <laughs> I'll like, take oh, it. <laughs> so he said, oh, you guys will be like, play, like playing Starfield soon, right? Like, but I don't know if that was like a... <laughs> I'm oh like, mm, do we have code for that? Like, oh, can no. you give me? Co-? I'm like, you're probably not in charge of that. So it's like, whatever. He's like, no, but you know, like, da da da. And I'm like, okay. He like, he like didn't act like, I don't know what this is. But uh, does he know what it is? I don't know. I... Todd Howard, fan of the show, in Todd my Howard mind. It's also a little like he expected me to be Blumpo in real life. But it's is like, that right? Oh, dude, I'm like, <laughs> right. yeah, it broke the immersion for him. That's why Leo couldn't say hi to him. You can't break the immersion. Yeah, I get it. Right. I think. I think Todd Howard might recognize me out of a lineup of like that dweeb that was annoying at Game Informer that I made videos with, but I would be surprised if he was like, Midmax, I know that's a name. I mean, but he, maybe he's pretty Maybe now he in. does, because maybe now he will. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't have any drinks when I talked to him okay. that I saw him consume. Okay. No. Well, he did before. I don't know. I wasn't with him the whole day. And you should have been. Uh, next year. We'll, we'll follow him around all day. Uh, oh, Beefcake writes in and says, I can't think of a question, so I'll just type in what? And keep tapping the center autocorrect on my phone. <clears throat> nice. Nice. So the question is, what do I need for that question? And I can do a search on it for the answers. Perfect, says Beefcake. I just wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Question it. of the week right there. That's that question, solid. I guess. Yeah. Use autocorrect? I'm trying to figure out how to answer it. <laughs> you can't. You can't answer it. <laughs> Phil Yeatsteak writes in and says, Welcome back, crew. Not a question, but I need to know Leo's thoughts about Rider Republic getting skateboarding added as a sport. Oh, yeah. Thank Isn't you. Is that a question? Uh, I guess it is kind of a question, yeah. Can, can I know his thoughts? <laughs> oh, disqualified. He just yeah, you like that, Leo? Do you like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm super excited for that. It's not till September, but they're doing an open beta I signed up for. Let's see nice. if I can get into that. Nice. Did you but look- it's cool. I'm I'm optimistic. I think the ski, the controls of Riders Republic, you know, it's built to lend itself to a bunch of different sports, and for that, it might not be quite as complicated or like deep yeah. as a skate or something. It'll be a little kind of a softer, fluffier version of it. But I'm still totally excited about that and down for that. And all the BMX stuff they added previously, the BMX parks and stuff that'll apply like that'll work great for skateboarding. Did you um? Did you see Hellskate? No, this is a game uh, that was shown during Day oh, of the wait, Devs. Oh wait, yes, we did Day of the Devs. Right? It was, yeah, it was Day of the Devs. Um, yeah, I saw it. Okay, sweet. Uh, I'm curious about Leo because whole premise is like, oh, it's like yeah, you're... my bad, I misread that. No, Sorry. no, you're fine, you're fine. No, there's a specific reason. Uh, no, but no it's one like... important saw it. No, 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 no. So. This is a specific, specific thing. But like, oh, it's like, oh, you're a skateboarder and you're in hell, and there's like melee combat, and it's like a skateboarding rogue light. Uh, but it's from a designer from Tony Hawk Underground, one of your favorite games. Nice. Yeah. Called so, Blake Hester. Oh. The main are, underground man. Oh, you're a sec you're a secondary underground fan? Oh, American Wasteland. American Wasteland. Sorry. Ooh, I blew it. 
Oh, Brian Tylek writes in, what an appropriate name. They say, hey, everyone, my absolute favorite thing about this year's Summer Game Fest was the droid ND5, who was just randomly wearing a jacket and a belt in the Star Wars Outlaws footage from the Ubisoft Forward Showcase. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of a droid being called Endy because it's kind of like Andy. That's that's a good that's a good droid name. And I feel like they're already you kind mean of the droid that everyone was thirsting over on my Twitter. They were. Yeah. God damn it! You can you just <laughs> shut no. down Twitter? Like, what's no. going on over there? <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess I meant to say yeah, that super sexy droid that we all should be. Uh, you didn't, start, you didn't about. start it with that. I was like, the what droid? Yeah, yeah. The hot one. Oh, the hot one. Is it yes, just? I know exactly what you mean. It's because if you just if you put like pants on C three PO, everyone would be like, take those pants off. Is it just the idea of like a droid is covered up, so therefore it's more alluring? Is that I the think idea? this one had a bit of a, a cool dude attitude. You know? right. He had kind of remind me of that droid from um. Rogue One, like the, the yep, mean K2SO. one. K2SO. So. Like he kind of has a similar design. Yeah, so. I think so. Um, not that I'm not one of the thirst Not Twitter No one's people, pointing fingers. Everyone's but, cool here. Uh, anyways, yeah, that, that droid did seem cool. It seems like they're, especially like with the droid wearing clothes, it seems like, and even in that footage, it seems like they're already kind of toying with the ideas of kind of the droid racism in the Star Wars universe, which I know, you know, they've touched on a little bit even recently in The Mandalorian again and stuff. But I can see that being a big theme is ND being like, why are they so mean to us? And it's because they're robots. Um, Rory writes in and says, Hey, CLCs, long time, first time here. Uh, with the Reddit, Bla- Reddit blackouts this week, I found myself going back to something I haven't done in a while. Reading books and articles instead of scrolling for hours. It's honestly really refreshing. I was wondering what your takes are in this situation. Personally, I'll probably end up having to return for niche school, gaming, and software dev subreddits after a break, but it's definitely made me reflect on the amount of time I waste each day on Reddit. Yeah. Can someone explain what is going on with Reddit now? So they're changing the rules of their API so that if other people want to tap into it to make third-party apps or whatever, it is way, 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 way more money. Huh. And so the big one, I think it's the big one. It's the one I use. It's called Apollo. That's like a better app yeah. than Reddit. Uh, much more usable. It's like we they p- put a post out that was just like, yeah, we're j- we just have to shut down. There's just nothing to be done about this Ugh. and so the blackout is in protest of that and yeah the issue that people have pointed out already is that it, they're like and we're gonna do a blackout on across all these subs going private for two days and then back to normal <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a, it's not enough to uh to get in the way the way a protest needs to to be heard right. It really needs to be more obstructive because it is when those subs go private, people Googling, searching for answers or little tidbits or even, of course, discussions about things. It'll take them to a page that they can't access. Right, right. Um, Yeah, it is. I know this is the most simplistic, stupid thing, but why are all these companies getting really greedy now? (laughs) Like, it seems like the Twitch. It's hard to monetize social media platforms. and It's hard to, like, provide shareholders with continued growth. Yeah. And so forcing users onto your platform similarly to how Twitch doesn't let you run your own ads anymore, right, is a way for them to continue to get their cut so they can continue to provide g- infinite growth, right. essentially. That, that is the real poison is the the infinite wealth of it all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Having no. to grow as, as if we're just like, we're experiencing these companies getting older and older and being beholden to their shareholders for right. longer and longer and they're getting more and more desperate. I know we've talked about it before again, but just like I was looking up some gaming articles recently and just... Every time I do it, or I'm just like looking for like, oh, where is the Great Fairy Found and Tears of the Kingdom? Just like basic stuff. Just like the average interface for a website on my phone 
if you just stop and look like, what is going on here? It is the most <laughs> obnoxious, unusable nightmare of just like four layers of ads on each other. And it's just, I just think of like, like who's, it's who's like who's a Ready Player this? One or something where you're like fighting your way through yes. things mm-hmm. to get to what you're getting to. That's how it feels finding a recipe and trying to get to the part where the ingredients yeah. are listed. I just don't understand. All the way at the bottom. Uh, Uber W177, a bit of a droid themselves. They say, hello, Min Max. Uh, so I like hot. to give, what's that? Said hot. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're hot, hot, no doubt. Uh, so I like to give nice, hearty hugs to everyone I know. I've been doing it for a year or so, and recently I stopped doing it because I've been in a hurry or something has my attention. <laughs> I've <laughs> no, been yeah. on the move this last year. Yeah, I guess Holy so, cow. yeah. Um, Good for you. Over a week or so, everyone has asked me what's going on and if something's the matter. And I found out it was because I hadn't given them a hug. So here's my question. Do you normally do something with everyone you meet? Handshake, hug, etc.? And have you ever stopped doing it and that makes them ask if something is up? <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I'm not like meeting enough people on a daily basis for them to be like a hug, you know, right, I'm like, not like running into people enough for them to know my signature greeting. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you're going over to a friend's place for dinner or something, you walk in the door. Is there a hug involved? No, probably okay. not. Probably Hugs not. are like for family and it's for like when you're leaving family events. Okay. You got to go do your your hug rounds. Right, right. But I'm not, I think it's because I'm so short. I'm not really a hug enjoyer because usually I'm just getting crushed to death by the person <laughs> taller than me. You're suffocating. Hugging Janet. Janet and I acted like a park couple in Nintendo oh, World. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Hugging Janet like perfect height. <laughs> exactly, your, yeah. your neck's hit, the shoulder at like the right level. Mm. But most tall people, you know, it's like... But I was because you're being hanged. Don't hug some me. Of, some of those park couple photos didn't make it to Instagram because I'm like, this This actually just looks like we're a real couple. And honestly, we looked really good together. <laughs> honestly, the next like, wasn't ready for that. No, no, no. That stays in my phone for my own use. But then All it's right. weirder. So I'll probably just delete them. I don't know. You know what I mean? You I'll can't win no matter you. what. You can do what you want with them. Uh, Leo, anyway. you, you go hug? I'm a handshake guy who wishes he was a hug guy. Really? Why, why aren't you, you huggable? Hug? Yeah, go for a hug. People, no one's yeah, going to everybody says, that. are you a hug person? I say, of course I am. Right. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Do you, I feel like, at some point? You did? I yeah, the I, I just, I don't prompt it. If the other person's suggested, I'm super stoked. Why aren't you a hug person? What's wrong with you? Uh, something about the way I was raised. I yeah. was like, I didn't hug my dad for the longest time mm-hmm. in my adulthood. It just kind of fell out of habit, and I didn't do it forever, and I... Talk to my friend Joe about that. Leo? Oh, man. <laughs> Is this the ghost of your father? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never <laughs> hugged me. Leo's dad doesn't want us to know. <laughs> Leo's lights just shut up. For- yeah. Can you hear me, Sue? Yeah, we, we got can. you. Yeah, it was a little spooky, though, for the people watching the video version. <laughs> but- Did you blow my monitor just turned itself off and my keyboard oh, and no. my mouse, but it just moved over to my other monitor. So okay. I'll just be over here for a second. My father never hugged me. Dun dun. <laughs> That's scary. Your keyboard's typing the word hug me, hug me, hug me over and over and over again? That seems weird. It turned me into the man I am today. <laughs> My that friend was Joe suggested. Good. Have you done? Have you thought of doing VO? That was like that. Was that was yeah. Anybody can use that. Um, he suggested just you go for the handshake and then you pull him into a hug. Mm. Oh. And no then out. I did that a few times and then we just started hugging for real. And that was the good That's build nice. up. But there is something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Physical affection. Yeah, it's good. I typically I typically default to hug, um, but every once in a while I'll get waffly and be like, ah, I don't know. Maybe, it depends on the context. Like yeah. if I. 
like, you know, back to my friend Eddie who like lives here in like the LA area, like if I were to go to his house or he were to come to my house, I'd probably just be like, hey, what's up, man? Because like we know each other more and we've seen each other. But when he leaves, I do give him a hug goodbye. Mm. Versus like if I went to your house, even though it's still a house, I would probably give you a hug because I'm from out of town. Out of town. Out of town's necessary you know? hug. Yep. Yep. So and then for people that I am meeting, depending on if I know them already, like we're kind of like Twitter mutuals, we're like pseudo friends yeah. and I know it's cool. I'll like go in for the hug. I probably should double check a little bit more now looking back just because some people really don't like hugs. And yeah. then, you know, so it's, it, I think a good way is like, are you, are you here for like a hug or high five or like hug or fist bump or like whatever It's nice to give people options. And then it was funny because I hugged um, Jen from Papa Jenna who I've seen before. Like she's made me like, like breakfast before. So like I know yeah. Jen, but then she had her a colleague who I never met. And I was like, you know, cause I hugged her. I hugged um, George also from Papa Jenna yep. and like then this other colleague. And I was kind of like, Hey, like I'm down to give you a hug, but like I didn't want to like just hug you because I I met you right. two seconds ago, and I don't even know if we've exchanged names. I did end up hugging them, but like, but I did have that conversation with them where I'm like, I don't want to not hug you, like I'm hug shunning you, but yeah. I literally have talked to them a, a bunch, and George is like, I can't wait to see you, like I've never met before, Oof. versus you who I met like two seconds it's ago. Tough. You know, it's tough. I, I think I told the story before, but yeah, I was at an E3 and we we're at some party, and. <laughs> I thought I recognized somebody. I have very bad oh. facial recognition, and I gave him a big hug, like, hey, good to see you. And it turns out it was some guy in the industry's wife who just happened to be there. And it's like immediately was like, big old hug. Oh, no. <laughs> just the worst. I'm sure it's fine. It Do you fine. lay awake at night thinking about that? What's that? I would. Do you lay awake at night thinking yeah. about oh, that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then for a lot of people, like for this weekend, who I like maybe didn't know as well, like, you know, I see like, blessing you know sarah leo like all those people i like give them a hug for people i was introduced to the first time i gave them a handshake like you know um well, sure like everybody else basically even if they were kind of cool like when i like met patrick i think i gave him a handshake because mm-hmm. i was like hey like good to see you like, you know first time we're meeting each other in person like what so it just maybe next time i would hug him but it's like that kind of thing where it's like when i'm meeting for the first time i usually just go with a handshake i offended somebody with a handshake at gdc where we went out for karaoke <laughs> Um, okay. and it was like a long night of karaoke, a lot of drunken, uh, duets and dorky stuff. You know, it's kind of like a mm-hmm. smaller karaoke group. And this person was very nice. And then it was like, all right, well, heading out. See ya. And then I was like, all right, well, good to meet you. Went for a handshake. And she's like, you're going to give me a hint after everything we've just been, we just sang into the same she's microphone so, for like four hours, she's dude. She's so valid for that. Yeah. Nice. I've never had it reverse shamed. It was interesting for Nana. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam wrote in and said, hey, Ben, uh, since it might be the last time we see you until um, late August, could you give us your takes now on all the news and events that will or could happen over the next two months? Oh, yeah, we can just drop them in. So actually just say these things very clearly and I'll just dub over it if it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, Everybody, one, two, switch. I can't believe it's Jeff Fum's game of the year and that he (laughs) exclusively got the code for it and that he really enjoyed it and that everybody... Got to sit around the campfire and listen to Jeffum monologue about everybody want to switch. Really, though, no matter what, make sure Jeffum gets that code. I just, I beg of you. Okay. He's going to try yeah. and pass it off. And Janet, you're a real go-getter. You're going to be like, I'll play it, but don't do it. No. Make sure Jeffum. I want to play it. Why yep. should I? Okay. Make sure Jeffum George Sir. That's right. Um, but I'm happy for Jeffum, though. We're all happy for Jeffum. He really loves it. He hated that first game so much. Uh, let's see. Um, Pikmin 4 is out in July. So yeah, tell me if that game is good right now. Um, yeah, Pikmin Four, it's it's more approachable than Pikmin Three, but still, why aren't more people celebrating it? It's good. <laughs> Don't be intimidated by Pikmin, everybody. Um, and I'm glad that TikTok really 
picked up on that end credits theme for Pikmin 4 and it's become what? the hot new craze. <laughs> uh, let's see, Madden NFL 24. I can't believe Jacob Geller went all in on Madden NFL 24. It seems like a weird fit, but he loves it. Go Rams, he says. <laughs> and then in mid-August, I still can't believe people are screaming about Crash Team Rumble. At some point, you guys, we need to talk about something else on a podcast other than Crash Team Rumble. <laughs> Come on, everybody. We did play that. Oh, oh did you? Yeah. <laughs> we did. Uh-huh. It, was, it wasn't very fun, but I felt like I just got a bad character that I couldn't do very much with. Ripper Roo? The, the dial guy? Cro- uh, t- crocodile. Wait, no, not no, Crocodile. Can't be right. Stop, stop. I'm going to, everyone, stop the podcast. I can't remember this freaking guy's name. He And you can't look at chat. I'm not looking at chat. He's like an Australian oh, guy. Oh, someone in chat said it, so definitely look at chat. And yes, they're very right. It's you an Australian him, animal for the first half? Some, it's, yeah, it was an uh-huh. animal. Yeah, yeah, yes. Is Do you it, want a hint? Yeah. It has, it's alliteratory, so it has alliteration. So blank, blank is their name. Same letter, beginning of each part because that's what alliteration means yeah listening Who and it's know? something dial right. yes mm-hmm. yes throw out some d words what can you oh, want another hit? is it dingo dial yes yes good job why does that not that's sound good right right there i don't know it dingo doesn't, doesn't the sound dingo right. ho baby yeah dingo dial all right uh anyways leo we can't talk about crash team rumble on the podcast anymore we gotta let it go we get it we get it also wait a tease for I the digress. vlog someone i got on the vlog said it was their favorite game that they played. Ooh, oh, i do like that it? person now i need to know. know i like I that person i like that person so you don't have to watch like eight hours of content but everyone else should because we live the eight hours of content so it's a little bit different it's too fresh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i let it cook for a little bit did you honestly you're not a narcissist. How many of you went back and looked at sections of the giant bomb part that you were on just to see like how it came across and stuff? Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to. No. I was afraid to. What if I watch that. it? I'm worried about it. Well, I want to leave it all on the couch. Okay, smart. I'm intimidated for now, but I will at some point. Definitely. Okay, that sounds fun. Uh, let's see. What do y'all like for a question of the week? I, I like the, the autocorrect AI generated one. Well, we all love that one. It's timeless. I mean, it's not the. It's not like the smartest question, but I do like Drake talking about Alan Wake 2. Why so mean to the question? No, no. It's an inside thought, Ben. You're right. The deepest dive. You're absolutely right. The deepest dive for Alan Wake 2 versus Spider-Man. I think that's an interesting. You just liked talking through your thought process on stream. Can you write a couple I like the one about you making guesses for when you're gone. Oh, I do like that one. I did like that one. All right. Uh, Are we leaning that way as a group? I think so. I feel like I kind of I feel because the other one just felt like I was in a Monday meeting with you. Okay, I like the hug one. (laughs) The hug's good. Hug's good. good. It Um, broke my computer though, so I'm biased. Oh, I get it. I get (laughs) it. Yeah, it's no good. Okay, let's give it up to Adam. Congratulations, you just won a vinyl soundtrack from I Am Eight Bit for Stray. Uh, And now, of course, it's time for something that we call get a load of this. Leo, what do you got, man? <clears throat> well, I can't pull it up anymore because, again, my mouse and keyboard are out of commission. <laughs> but I believe, get a load of this, that uh, th- where's Waldo? His name's Wally in other parts of the get world. Shut up. I swear to God. And you know what? I said, why? What happened there? He was Wally first. No. He's really Wally. No, Leo, don't. <laughs> Waldo's a rebrand. It's true. Oh, just in the U.S.? 
just in the US. It's weird that in this era where all companies care about is IP, that there hasn't been like a big Waldo show on Netflix or like a movie. Like it's a <laughs> universal brand, right? You're right, but don't put that out in the world, man. Yeah. Also, I know this is also cliche, Cut but like, out of the show. <laughs> I think also like it is ungodly that Animorphs that people haven't like that's true made a boatload of money somehow off of that like just make an animorphs tv show done and done people will sign up for peacock for that crap wait they made one what are you talking about well they made one in the 90s i'm saying like a reboot or a new one yeah yeah yeah. the author has a lot of integrity i wouldn't be surprised if it was her decision or something speaking of integrity she turned me down for a minmax interview she was one of the first minmax interviews i tried to get with k.a applegate she said i'm busy thank you Try it again wow. now that we're uh, we're known. We're making a little splash. You Todd know? Howard knows us, K.A. Yeah. <laughs> well, Todd Howard. I, I made him know us. <laughs> and I'm sure he's like, wow, th- I love being in this conversation. What a hoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sarah, you got something? I accidentally said mine, but it was that the haunty art was all drawn on Procreate. Oh, no, that's cool. It's an <laughs> iPad. Yeah, sorry. I really phoned it in this week, you guys. Never it's make the first rough. part of the show interesting. Save all interesting parts to the end. Uh, links below for... Um, there's a timestamp for earlier in the episode where Sarah said it. Um, Janet, what do you got? Thank you, Ben. <laughs> um, I got, um, if you're all familiar with uh, Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. Like, do you know about this NBA athlete? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm making it interactive this time. It's like, I usually don't ask, do you know the thing I'm going to tell you about? I don't know why I did that, but I did. Um, I've been, so I'm not an NBA fan or anything, um, but I've been seeing this like kind of pop up on social media and I'm in obsessed, obsessed with this man's attitude towards his job where he's very much is like, this is just a job. Like nobody likes their job or maybe somebody does. Like, I don't know. I won the championship, but I really just want to get, go home. Like, can we go home mm-hmm. now? There's a video of him like in this, the thing I'm doing for my get all of this link is like the TikTok clip with like his interview and like some of the B roll underneath it. And he's literally like, they pass in the champagne bottle. And I've never seen someone so slowly and unenthusiastically shake a champagne bottle with like two studs popping out of it like he this man <laughs> this man is tired and he he does good work and he's like really good at what he does but he's like you know what it's not everything i got i like i really like my horses on the weekends like i don't someone asked him like if he's gonna watch like the mvp like thing where because i think he is mvp and he's like no because i don't work on sundays and i stand a boundaries with wow. work king like i'm gonna get a jersey of this man and i don't watch basketball because he's <laughs> wonderful i love him that's so sweet um, hey, get a load of this. Leo, pop quiz. <clears throat> Is human breast milk vegan? I'm scared for why you yes. got down this rabbit mm-hmm. hole to get, this, get a load of this, but I'm not going to think about it. It's generally just, believe it or not, when you're having a kid, you talk constantly. And I love it about having a kid. Uh, but that was something we were talking about yesterday, just like as a stupid thought experiment. It's like, I don't know. Turns out I'm going to say no as a woman. I've suffered. Uh-huh. And I don't think the product could be considered vegan because I have suffered. So it depends I on the so individual. Mm. It's like if I didn't enjoy this, then therefore yeah, no. We can't. We don't have the luxury of asking the cows that because we don't have the technology. Right. right. That's what I was thinking, though, is the, the consent and approval. Right. Assuming there's that, uh, it turns out vegans, by and large, consider breast milk vegan, which is like, what a, what a weird wrinkle to that whole thing. Interesting. Yeah, it's odd, right? Um, hey, get all of this. There's a whole channel in the Discord where people share fun facts. It truly is. It's better than Twitter because it's kind of a curated version of Twitter, but then just also just interesting stories from all around the internet. If you're looking for a good news feed, check out the Get a Load of This channel in the next Discord, which you get access to by supporting us on Patreon. Anyways, Boolean shared a story from CNN um, with the headline, Woman Presumed Dead Found Alive in Coffin at Her Wake in Ecuador. 
A 76-year-old woman who was declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador was found to be alive and knocking on her coffin during her own wake. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those situations where you're like, you were too polite to say anything. Like, you took it too far. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, oh, man, now it's gonna be so and the more you wait, the more awkward it is. I feel uh, for this one. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. I'll just get in this coffin. That's fine. exactly. God damn it. Yeesh. Uh, all right. Hey, everybody. I think that's it for this episode of the MinMac Show podcast. Thanks so much for watching and listening. This is a fun app. Hot app. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having us. That's what happens when you make people spend six days with each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Just imagine if we did every episode in person. It would be like this every single week. But No, because we don't have the stories and stuff. You're we were right. like two days away from getting matching tattoos. That's how deep into yeah. things we were. <laughs> wow. All right. I love it. Uh, thank you all for going on that adventure. Uh, thanks, everybody in the community, for supporting this adventure existing. To begin Definitely. with, um, thank you all for checking out the travelogue when that eventually comes down the line. But then uh, you can get a sneak peek of it. And to call it a sneak peek is confusing because it's a super extended peek at it if you support us at that backstage past here. Even just for one month, you'll have access to that version that uh, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So the best way to phrase it, Leo, for length here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, I'd, I'd call it the better version. Okay. And it includes uh, the Super Nintendo World visit as well. So that'll be available next week if you're at the Backstage Pass tier. So thank you to everybody for that. Um, let's see. I am out of here, um, as a genie once said. And so um, we will have guest house. <laughs> I think so. Uh, teeny bitty living space. Anyways, so mm-hmm. uh, we will have guest hosts for the MinMax Show podcast. Uh, Kyle Hilliard is going to be hosting it for the first month. For the second month, we have a surprise guest host, which should be fun. Um, next week, we will have another surprise guest host for that one week that I also think will be uh, a fun surprise for folks. Maybe not the most surprising thing, but I think it's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to sitting back and trying to raise a kid and listening. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun. And so uh, Party Chat or Patreon exclusive podcast, that will continue the main thing uh, that's going away is just Trivia Tower, which we already mentioned before. We're taking a break uh, for a couple months until I return uh, later on at the end of summer, probably September, middle of September, probably be the first Trivia Tower where the whole thing comes back. Uh, Janet, you have hot thoughts? Um, I am looking to revive a very baby version of Trivia Tower via Twitter, oh. so stay tuned for that. I haven't figured out how I want to do it, but the basically the idea I'm working through is um, kind of having it be... I'll pick a day maybe or a couple hours like like oh it's Tuesday from like seven to nine or something like that right and I'll yeah. be posting a couple questions maybe like on the hour and like I'm gonna do it where I have the first hint and then maybe like a minute later I do a second hint so like maybe the zoom ins can be like that Ooh. again I haven't fully baked the idea it's sure. very much cookie dough but it is edible cookie dough like you won't get <laughs> sick from it if you eat it now but um so definitely follow our socials if you're thirsty for what was going on at Summer Game Fest Instagram.com slash show on pinned as like a highlight on our page i have every story that we posted during that time so it's like you can get the mini version you can get the extended cut if you paid and then you can get the regular cut later so definitely just trying to make it so that wherever you follow us you're getting like us either in a different context or a different version or a different angle so definitely worth following on all our socials we got instagram we got twitter we got tiktok and we technically have blue sky but you know that's like so exclusive that i don't even know how many people are in there but uh uh, yeah come through the water is fine i'm trying to blow it up so ben could be like holy cow why do we have a million followers we probably won't get a million but you know i don't know i'm gonna have a good time regardless so come through and see the chaos that i reign in i will be impressed regardless uh thank you for uh doing all instagram stories and stuff on the summer game fest trip i hope it was kind of fun at least janet to yeah, I love doing that. that. It was like super cool. Sweet. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Thank you so much again, everyone in the community. Um, it's There's probably going to be some 
technical learning curves and stuff, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to go well. And I think it's good for everybody for me to take a step back. I think it'll be, it'll be fun. And so Leah's going to be handling neutral plus and everybody else is going to be tackling different arenas and stuff like that. So everybody be nice in the comments. So help me God. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real treat, but I'm looking forward to a nice emotional rough break, <laughs> but it's going to be a fun challenge. <laughs> I right. already consider you a kind of unhinged character in yeah. like neutral mm-hmm. plus of uh, drafting specifically but it's going to be fun to see what an unhinged version of that unhinged is yes yes oh my god i am so looking forward to it uh all right thank you so much everybody it's been a pleasure i'll see you down the road goodbye folks goodbye folks